JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh, the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. You know what? Somebody's dream is going to come true coming up on Sunday, but I think all of our dreams are coming true right now, right? Pagoda Plaza, and here we go. The 3 o'clock hour means we are ready for a blast. How many of you out there are ready to party a little bit here? Let's hear from you. Ride with JMV, Pagoda Plaza, plenty of room for you. Love to come out there. I've got some stuff to give away. We're going to have a toast a little bit later on. I've got a lot of guests, most of which will be live right here. Of course, you've got the Carb Day concert coming up here a little bit later than it has been in the past. Four o'clock, I believe, four o'clock for Soul Asylum. That's Dave Perner at Soul Asylum. Then Brian Adams is the headliner coming up later on this afternoon at 5.30. But I want you all to stay right here. And again, if you guys want to, we can try the Pyramid. Litzy, you're in charge. You and J-Law are in charge of the pyramid right there. Dixie, the praying dog, is on hand as well. So you guys can go up and get pictures. But we want you to hang out right here. It is a glorious day. And I'm going to give full credit where credit is due for our first guest here. IMS President Doug Bowles is responsible for all of this weather. I am not. It's all of him. No, no, no. Because <laughs> if, if I take responsible for this and you blame me for the rain, so, uh, you know, this is well beyond me, honestly. I think I think the weather's just nice. Because look at these people, man. It's I incredible. Mean, Mother Nature knew that a yeah. bunch of people were going to show up here and decided, let's sh- sign some sunshine. I hey. said this. I went up in the media center and I was looking down. And this is, to me, this is a pre-pandemic crowd out here right oh, 100%. now. 100%. There's no doubt about 100%. it. 100%. Can I can I ask you? Can. Quick? So it's Miller Lite Carb Day, and I think I don't think Roger's watching me. I need a Miller Lite. Anybody got a Miller Lite right, that I can have? I need, I need one. And if you, and if you got a, here he All right, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Hey, g- give me my uh, uh, blue suit tie sticker. <laughs> Thank you. If you had a cooler, I'd have given you. There you go. Give, give me an approved. I get in so much trouble for that. So. 
I drank out of that several years ago, yeah. and, and Carter, who now is 20, <laughs> Carter was, he's like, Dad, you know how many people have been drinking out of that? Like, yeah, of course I do. They're all here at the Speedway, and I like to drink out after them. It's the way it should be. <laughs> Cheers to the 107 running President Doug Bowles is here. We're going to have to get a very special picture with all you coming up in just a little bit. If you see further to my right, Chris Hagen of Fox 59 has joined the show. Everybody, for Chris Hagen, shout out for Chris. Come on, come on, whip it up. <laughs> well, it, the weather is cooperating. The weather is cooperating for the entire weekend. So how are things going smoothly so far, Doug? As far as carb day is concerned, you've got a nice cold Miller Lite ready to go. Are things working smoothly to this point, Doug? So things have been working smoothly, except for folks who were here early during uh, practice. The big board quit working. So we, so yeah, everybody out here in Plaza is working now, but the big, okay. the big board quit working as well as one of the new boards we put across the street. We think what happened is we've all gone through this with our phones. There was an automatic update overnight, oh. and then it's, something went wrong. And so the guys had to literally get in and reprogram a way to map around the update. So fortunately, we got it going for the pit stop competition and towards the end of practice. Well, we have the best engineers in the business to my right over here, right? We, so we, should, you need we, should, have, we should have called them in. We've got the group down there it, that it took can us about it. two hours. Yeah. <laughs> we've got the group that can handle it for sure. Chris Hagan. Doug, we, we're out here a lot when there's nobody out here. And you're out here much more than I am when there's nobody out here. But you're always planning for days like this. And when you see it come together, all that planning, it makes you realize it's all served a purpose and it works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the great thing about having Roger Penske, Roger's like, let's invest in this place. Let's make it better. Let's do stuff for the fans. And one of the best ex best ways I can explain it is, you know, all the asphalt. we got new asphalt in the back of the grandstands, outside of turn one. A lot of things we've done right over there where those firefighters are. That whole area is what we call pagoda parking. And it's asphalt still, or it's gravel still. And, and we said to Roger, do you want to do that? He goes, no, I want to spend the money on the fans that invest in this place with their tickets. I don't, these people can walk and walk through some gravel. And that's his attitude. It's really amazing. And shameless plug, tomorrow, uh, 7.30 on Fox 59, our national show we did, you did a nice piece where you're taking us around and showing us some of the things and upgrades. Some of them subtle, some not so yep. subtle, but yep. it, it is all about the fans. And as John was saying, as he gets ready to go to the ER here, um, it, it is. This this place, and we talked to the drivers as well, this place, this series, this race, is nothing without these fans. No, it isn't anything. <laughs> they wanted me to do a beer bong, which I don't think I'm going to do He's yet. Got his nice you know, suit I, might do, I, might, I don't on. care about the suit. I care about I got I to get through the end of the day here. I'm, I'm doing okay with this. I love to set the tone out here for no, everybody, Doug. I do. I'm the tone so, setter. Maybe, maybe during the Brian Adams concert, I'll take my tie off and I'll do a beer bong. <laughs> But right now, I'm going to stick to my one can of beer. Um, oh, yeah, was, uh, it's it's uh, lots of, yeah, it's some subtle stuff. And a lot of it is subtle stuff, right? Even, you know, restrooms and just small things that we do. And, and little things, you know, we have different things that break. You know, it's $5,000 here. And, 10, and But Roger's like, I want this place to be perfect. This is his golf game. This is his passion. He comes here every week, even when we don't have races going on. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. We're fortunate to have him. And. Most importantly, we're fortunate to have all these people because this is why the Indy 500 works, it. right? <laughs> this is it. I mean, it is really why it works. I was talking to a buddy of mine down in Alabama, and I said, well, you know, tomorrow's carb day. And he said, what's that? And I was like, do you have another hour to talk on yeah. the phone for me yeah. to explain? And you really have to be here. You can't really communicate that because the race yep. is an entity to itself, but carb day has its own uh, niche as well. Well, so when everybody asks me, what, explain the Indy 500, explain that weekend, and you can't, right? And I've tried to think of an analogy, and the best thing I can say 
is it's like when you're watching the sunset on the beach and you're like, man, that's the best sunset I've ever seen. I want to share it with somebody. And you take a picture on your phone. And you look at your phone and you go, that's a cool sunset, but it doesn't tell this. It doesn't make the hair on your arm stand up. You can, you can show pictures, you can see it on TV, but the hair on your arms doesn't stand up until you're sitting right here and back home again in Indiana. Sings 33 cars going to turn one to 230 miles an hour, and 325,000 people show up. We're the second largest city in the state of Indiana <laughs> in the Speedway on race time. I mean, it's crazy. It is incredible to me because this is what it does. This is what I like the most. Obviously, I love the race. Can't wait until Sunday, but this is what I love. I love it when we all gather and have some fun because we all need a lot of fun. We can never get enough fun, and this is it, Doug. Right here. This is what has been created and is getting better and better and better as we move along. It's, it is really what it's about. And for me, you know, my job on race day or a day like today is to help solve problems for the staff when they've got issues. So we worked on the big boards. But the rest of my time, I want to be out here with people. No doubt. I mean, I want to yeah. be on the grandstands. I want to, because that's, that's where the fun is. You know, there, there's a, we've got probably 15,000 people in suites in here, and they got the worst seats in the house. The best seats in the house right. are out here sitting in the grandstand Agreed. with your own cooler, with your own beer, watching the race and smelling it and feeling it. This is my, my 47th Indy 500 in a row. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing else on, on earth like it than sitting out and hanging out with all of you. I mean, it, it's, I mean, so I, I want to be in a T-shirt and a pair of jeans because well, it's what uh, I love, yeah, man. It's, 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 I, I think it's, about it's what it's all about. My first one was 1977. That was A.J. Foyt's fourth. It's my first one. Right there. Yeah, yeah, 1977. Okay. I was seven years old, and it was it was incredible. I was 10, to so see. I, I, I saw three. a lot of things at seven that I never thought no, that I you would don't see forget. at seven yeah. that you never forget. It's ingrained, and that, that's kind of how I think about it. I mean, it is just whether you're having a reunion at home in the backyard and you're listening on the yeah. IMS radio network yep. or you're here for itself, there's normally something more around it than just just the race itself. That's yep. what makes it so special. It is what makes it so special. It is an event. It's not a race. And it's all of this that really makes it work. There just happens to be a race that takes place yeah. while this is going on. But, you know, folks like this, this is skip work day in Indianapolis. It's a party day for a lot of people. This is their race day and they go do something else and listen to it on the radio or whatever they do uh, on race day. But that's what's so much fun about this. And then, you know, to end it with a concert, it doesn't matter who it is. Whatever the concert is, right. it's so much fun yep. to do. And then but we, this year's uh, extra special. No I, doubt about I'm it. excited about this year. I think, uh, you know, we were a little worried about it at first, didn't know exactly how to go, go over, but I'll, I'll walk through the grocery store, I'll be at a gas station, and somebody will say, hey, can I talk about Carb Day? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. And I'm like, oh, Brian Adams, this is great. So it's, it's uh, you know, got the younger people want us to get younger. Yep. Um, the older people like us say, hey, let's go get somebody. So, so just for example, right. we thought Queen would be kind of cool. Queen wants $2.5 million to yeah. show up and play. Wow. And then you got to build a stage, right? Well, so and, it's and, like, and it's, it's not like they're going to bring Freddie Mercury out here either. Oh, no, so if you brought Freddie Mercury, we'd pay $2.5 yeah, yeah, exactly. million. <laughs> that's when I'd be, I'd be yeah, up no, for that. Yes. But it's crazy what the, pr the pricing is. So you have to, be, you have to balance it because you want, I mean, I want this to always be affordable for people to come. I want to keep it 15 and under free, all those things that are so important. Because as a parent, you want to bring your kids, right? Because you maybe your dad or somebody introduced you, and now you want to introduce your kids. So we want to try and keep this as affordable as possible. And that's the other reason we allow coolers. When, when Roger bought the Speedway, the big conversation was, no coolers will be allowed anymore. Connor got here, or, uh, when uh, Roger got here, it was like, coolers, got to have coolers. There's no way we can feed those people. And that's kind of, I mean, it's just you can't, there's too many people. And these coolers are what it's about, right? You guys know what you have in your coolers. The same drinks all the time, the same sandwiches. 
The cooler is part of the experience. It's a tradition, just yep. like the 500 miles. Hey, what's great, too, Doug, is you, you, you bring the fans, and then it's all about the product. And this race this year, sometimes you come into the race, and you're like, well, there's six or seven drivers. I was saying a dozen, and then Dixon was saying, no, I think it's more than that that could win this race. Yep. And then people say to me, well, who are you rooting for? I'm, I'm like, you know what? Every driver in this field would be a great story for sure. if they won, and I'd be happy for each and every one of them. And that's, when you think about the racing product and the quality of drivers in this series, it's it's literally a home run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the storylines are tremendous. The drivers, even the drivers that have never been here before, it doesn't take them very long to realize this is a different event. The fans are what make it special. They spend time with fans. They, they, they just totally get it. And you're right. There's a huge number of storylines, and no matter who it is. My biggest thing is whoever wins, I want them to embrace the experience. I want them to be a partner with us. And by us, I mean the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and those of us who come to the racetrack for the next 365 days and help promote the greatest race on earth. And Marcus has been fantastic. I was I, honestly, I was like when Montoya won his second race. Montoya was a terrible first time. Right, winner, he was right? terrible. He didn't like it. He went to Formula One. He, you know, he talked about it. It was not something that he considered one of his greatest things because he was he didn't know it. Right. He comes back and he wins in 15, and there was still that part of me that's sort of mad at him because he didn't embrace it the right way the first time around. And I, so when he wins and you hear him screaming in the car, I go, okay, he gets it now. And he was fantastic. And, and so that's really what you want. You want somebody that's going to embrace it and just be partner and, and make sure that they, they, they represent all of us, right, for 365 days a year. And, and it's great to have those folks. Erickson's been great. And uh, back to Montoya, after he won it and he, you know, disappears, didn't really care. It was years later when he came back the yep. second time. Right. And they had like a little PR luncheon with him. And I went to him and I brought him the ticket from the next year yep. that had him on it. He didn't know that that existed. He said, can I have this? He kept it. And uh, his PR guy told me when they came back, he said he was like a little kid. And he had much more appreciated sure. what all went into yep. it. Yeah, it blew my mind. He didn't know about the ticket. And he was on, yeah. he, he was on the ticket the following year. Yeah, he just he didn't get it. But he, but he was a great cheer. And then when Takuma wins and goes crazy and big. And then Will, Will Power wins, he goes even crazy. I mean, it's just that's what you want. You want somebody with. So this guy out here in the sunglasses and the black shirt looks like Joseph Newgarden. Yes. I keep looking over. I'm going, Joseph Newgarden's over here. No, yeah, you. You, sir. Yeah, you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the heck? Get him a fire suit. He's just gonna look Joseph like trying bit, to yeah. scoot his way through here and drink some beer because he don't want Roger to see him, right? It's like. <laughs> That's awesome. Speedway President Doug Bowles, everybody. Right thank here. you, guys. Hey, guys, thank yeah. you so much Doug, for being here. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not going. I'm staying. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. Right. Chris Hagan of Fox 59 is with us. We're going to be here all afternoon, so hopefully you will as well. I'm what? staying. I'm, he's going to let me stay. I'm no, no, no. He's I, got going be, I got some yet. beer left. So we, yeah, we got a drink here while we're here still. What's your favorite? part of this outside of the race itself coming up on Sunday, Doug? It's simple. Back home again in Indiana. Those 90 seconds is yeah. the greatest 90 seconds of the year. I mean, when you when when you get 325,000 people standing up that represent 35 countries and all 50 states inside the venue for that moment, everyone's a Hoosier. And if you really are a Hoosier, it's like, hey, world, look at us. Yeah. You know, we, here's what we can do in Indiana. And so for me, it's those 90 seconds. And you know, then as soon as those nine seconds are over, I'm like, I, I love the race. The race is really cool, but man, I gotta wait a whole year to get that that feeling that See, you get that back home again in so Indiana. Because that's the same thing for these drivers. I mean, you wait the entire year yep. for this, and that's how I felt about Graham yep. on Sunday. The entire year you wait, and then you get kind of that reprieve, if you yep. will, and now you start at the back of the field at 33. But it's that way, just at a higher level for them, the driver. But it's that way for all of us. All, all of us. I mean, yeah. this it is, it, and that's what makes it special, right? And it, w would it be fun to have another race here on the Oval? Sure. But would that take away from this 100%? So it, that weight is part of what makes 
the Indy 500 is so special, and there's only only been 106 of them. So here you go, yeah. 107 hey, coming up. Our driver analyst on Fox 59, Ed Carpenter, uh, I was like, hey, you're getting ready for your 20th before qualifying. He said, no, 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 let, let me make the field first. <laughs> and that's the way it was. You, right. you, people were oh, Graham's going to go out there for his 16th. And he said, I'm not going to get in one of my team's other cars. I don't want to buy my way in. And unfortunate circumstances had led him back into it. But every driver, the, the more you've done this race, Doug, the more you realize you don't take them for granted. You realize you never know yeah. when, your career, when you're going to hang it up. Tony Kanaan this year retiring for yeah. the 19th time. We think this will be for real. <laughs> I uh, hope not. I hope he comes back because I love oh, Tony yeah. Kanaan, man. I mean, he's my modern-day racing hero. Obviously, I'd love Connor Daly to win because he's my stepson. But... <laughs> Uh, he, Tony Khan really is my modern day racing hero. The dude is unbelievable, and he loves this place more. And these people, yeah, all of us more than anybody. You, you can earn the, the yeah. t you can earn the title Indy 500 champion, but it's a different way to earn the term fan favorite. And he's truly sure. earned he's, that. For he's sure. unbelievable. Yeah. You know when we talk about uh, Tony Khan gets it. Right? Yep. yep. And I asked Ed this yesterday. And Connor, the day before, you think it puts any more pressure on guys that are from here in this race being here? And, and I know it's not like they're protecting the flag or anything right. like that, but does it put a little bit more pressure on the fact that they're going for it? And they have known since birth what this thing's all about. I don't know that it puts more pressure on them. I think what it does for them is if you can race here and know what it means and then you go back to Florida or wherever you live, you don't, you don't feel it every day. So for Ed and Connor and even some of the drivers now that relocate here, when you live in this market, Market, and you walk around, you go out to dinner, you go to the grocery store, and people know who you are and talk yeah. to you. You live it every day. So for them, I think it means more because they understand every day, 365 days a year, what it means because they live through it. Yeah. I think you absolutely slayed it, though, with Brian Adams. That's well done. I can't I'm wait. give you full credit on the weather and then Brian Adams headlining for Card Day. I can take the credit and the blame on Brian yep. Adams, so I'm in on that one. But the weather, again, I'm well, still not. I'm, I'm thinking, still... how many people do you expect to be out there? Because this is, I, I know that you don't have an official count, but this is obviously larger than we've seen yep. in a long time right here. So how many people do we expect out of the third turn for this show today? You know, if we don't have 25,000 people standing out there, I'd be really surprised. Well, and, and Brian Adams, for example. He is on a tour right now, yep. uh, starting out of uh, the United States. I, I don't know how many times he's going to find more people on this tour, and he's playing huge arenas right. than what you're going to see right here. No, I think that's right, and the nice thing about this one is the energy level. A lot of people have been drinking all day already, no so the party, yeah. it's a party, right? a lot of people drinking all day it's, right here. It's a, Shout out to the people drinking all day. Hey, nice shirt there. That's good. I like that shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a Connor Daly shirt on with the Air Force there, so it's Memorial Day weekend, so Air Force and Connor, you just, that's perfect. But no, I, I think that's when people come, they don't really know what they're going to experience. And they get out there and they see how interactive our fans are and how much fun it is. And Brian was supposed to wave the green flag this morning. He didn't make it. Right. My understanding is he's still trying to ma manage through all. He and Tina Turner were really close. Yeah. That's so, you know, Tina, yes. Tina passed away a and couple I days ago. I something so really special. I would, Tina Turner passed away at 83 a couple days ago. 100%. Yeah. And I, I'm going to tell him before the concert that um, one, when we when we were trying to get Roger comfortable with music, because if you think about it, <laughs> Roger's experience here at the Speedway has really been yeah. the racing side only. So he had a lot of this piece he hadn't really had an opportunity. So he might do. be comfortable with Roger Miller, but, but maybe not. Well, I don't even think that. It was just a, yeah. why music? And so right. we're trying to get him because he'd never been out there. And then it, so we started talking about Carb Day one year. like <laughs> Maybe when we brought it back last year and he's like, any, any way we can get Tina Turner? <laughs> oh, wow. So I can't do one of those either, but... <laughs> 
coming. Hey, you just nutted Hagen on that yeah. jello shot it's right about there. time. Uh, I think the thing about Brian Adams is that people our age, we know his whole catalog. For sure. But there are younger people who won't realize how many of those songs they know. And that's what I was doing to some of the younger people in our office. I was like, you know this song? I sang it to the best of my ability. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that song. But oh, yeah, I know that song. And he's a, he's a true pro. It's going to be a hell of a show. And I think some of the younger people don't realize how much they're going to enjoy it and how many songs they're going to know from but, his catalog. So for me, that's the thing. And we've talked about this on JMB's show a lot. When you pick a Carb Day band, you want a Carb Day uh, headline artist that's got four or five songs that everybody knows. They may not know who did it, but when they hear it, they go, you know what? I know that song. I, oh, yeah, I know that one, too. Everybody knows number 69, but there's a whole handful of other songs that are his that, that people are going to know. It's a, it's a, you talk about you're, you're in your suit and tie right now, and you got to... John himself is not pacing himself, but I always, I'm drinking my sweet tea right now. Yes. You gotta pace yourself, much like in this race, because you can't win the race in the first lap, but you can lose it. And John, first segment of the show, he's going yeah, all out. He's been talking to me since the Brian Adams announcement about how excited he is to go see Brian Adams. I hope he makes it to this. He's like Willy Wonka over here throwing out the jello. Unbelievable. Well, Doug, I, um, I, I know how John talked about how the drivers have this to look forward. This is what Carb Day's yeah, about, is, though. I mean, this is what we do. Right? You watch cars for a little while, and then you go back to drinking a little beer. You have a lot of fun, and hey, then you John, go listen to some music. John, are you checking IDs for all these folks? You're checking these, too, because... Wow. <laughs> Bucky's in the house. Uh, uh, the drivers look forward to this all year long, Doug. We know how visible you are. How much do you look forward to this weekend in and of itself? I look, I, this is what it's about. I mean, if you're a Hoosier, I mean, this is our weekend. And if you're a race fan, it for sure is our weekend. I, I, you know, I start counting down tomorrow when the checkered flag waves. I'm going to start counting down that 365 and get ready to go. It's funny because okay. I remember when we had the, you know, 100 days to the 500. And you're like, well, that's still a ways away. And then, it, man, the, the older you get, the, those days click off so fast. And then here we are. And uh, you, you couldn't ask for better weather. The, you could you not. know, since that first day, you get the first day rain out for practice, and then it's been uh, full steam ahead. I think John is already you know, tuckered out. You know, if it's going to rain out, it needs to rain out the first day. On day one. Really how <laughs> Sorry about be. that. Priorities here, right? Priorities. Jello shots have to go out to the crowd right there. Well, we, yeah, we... <laughs> It's like the blow, think, it's like the blow, like it's like the blow, it's like the blow up boot beach balls, those except it's those that weren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried. I thought those tosses weren't that bad. I just no, they weren't we, that bad. The no. other end, I think, there was uh, a little bit of a problem. You're going to come by and see hey, that, on Sunday morning too. That gal just had an amazing right-handed catch right there. That was awesome. That <laughs> that, that grab, that was good. Yeah. Check yeah. out this subliminal message. The guy's shirt. It says, now, "Legalize marinara, not legalize." Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. There it is. There it is. That's I, awesome. I, I'm paying attention to the Connor Daly t-shirt. You're out there. So see, in college, all my college buddies wanted to come to the racetrack, and they wanted to come to drink. I'm like, you can't drink at the Speedway because you got to worry about the racing thing. So you're looking at the legalized shirt, and I'm looking at the Connor Daly shirt, right? You know, I, mean, I saw, kinda... I, I text Connor when I, I was in the grocery store, and there was a big beer display, and it was his. Have you seen that? It, uh, it's a sponsorship deal. It is the wrong brand. Uh, wrong, so, yeah. I, so I, did, I didn't say so, it. Yeah. So Connor and I have a family problem at home. But, but I sent him a picture. <laughs> because because yeah. this is, the, is my brand, and Connor has another and, one. And, and when, when he goes out here and leads this race, there, I mean, the feeling you must have as an individual, but also the fans, yeah. and you know how much that means to him and, and the people that grew up here as well. For sure. I, I think everybody knows that he loves this place, and when he got to lead it for the first time in 2021, the crowd the crowd went crazy. And last year, I was actually with Roger when uh, when Connor took the lead last year and when he passed Dixon coming down the front stretch. And for me, it was just kind of cool to stand there with Roger Penske and see Ro have Roger Penske watch Connor Daly take the lead in the Indy 500. I mean, that, that 
that was a, a pretty special moment as I start thinking about favorite moments of, in, in time here at the Speedway. But uh, now it's awesome to see everybody out here, in the, and the, this is really what it's about: hanging around, having some beer, uh, getting ready to go listen to some music, and then we'll all go rest well, for a day. It's summer too. I mean, that's the other thing. For I mean, sure, everybody's been holed up, you know, and the for weather's sure. been up. And this Sometimes weather's down. This weather's it's unbelievable. Right yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. So it's funny. I talked to Connor on Wednesday, and he said, you know. I don't know nationally if this uh, beer sponsor knows that I'm doing this, <laughs> which and, well, made it, me laugh it, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but so. it, it, it could be, you know, it could be the case. It's, but in this market, right, it's a big deal. They've got billboards up around for me. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and as a race car driver and as a as a promoter of a race, you want partners activating, whether it's your official partner like Miller Lite or it's somebody else. You want people to activate. So when you go around the city, you can't right. help but know the Indy 500 here. Right. It's uh, Doug Ball, Speedway president. You good to stop over at what time? on Sunday um, Well, I wake up. I'll wake up tomorrow morning, which is Saturday. I won't go to bed until Sunday night. <laughs> well, I'll be out here too. I take I take off my my this thing and I put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and I'll spend all night in the camp lot. Because there's a lot of people that camp that don't make it in here on race day. Right. Well, yeah, no doubt. Well, I'll be out here because I come uh, over from the Janvy Takeover about two in the morning. Or, yep. you know, whenever the calls stop, is yeah, when you I'm sleep going in to your leave. truck. I always have and my I wake sleep up. out there in the yeah. truck out there as well. Yeah. So we're good to go. Got that sweet service sticker, which is gold. The service sticker is a good which thing. Which is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be over here coming up uh, Sunday morning. We start at six. So whenever you want to come by, you, please. Do. I may come by a couple times. Hey, but before I go, I, I really do want to say thank you guys on, on behalf of. On behalf of Roger um, and everybody here at the Speedway, I mean, we don't get to do this without all of you. It really is you who make it special. And if we had a carb day today and there wasn't this, nobody come, nobody care. It wouldn't be a big deal. So thank you to you for making this a big deal. And I'll do everything I can to keep it going the right direction. Ladies and gentlemen, Speedway President Doug Bowles. A round of applause right there. Doug, thank you very much. With the ice cold metal line again, Soul Asylum Brian Adams coming up today. Four o'clock for Soul Asylum. Brian Adams coming your way at 5.30. That's Chris Hagen. He's staying, right? Yeah, and just for the record, Doug did in fact crush that beer. He did crush it. It is going There's on no the doubt. pyramid in good faith. Yes, indeed. We got to thank Harley Dean Nicole for the Jello shots oh, yeah. right there too. Nicole hey. made them up, and I think like 50% were caught out there, <laughs> like a 50% ratio. You know, if you pick it up quick, it doesn't matter. So Chris Hag is going to hang. Kristen Neri, current four, is going to be with us coming up on the other side. Guys, don't go anywhere. We are drinking whatever you like and having a good time here at Pagoda Plaza. Card Day 2023 is on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Dude, most oh, metal ever! 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey. Back at Pagoda Plaza, thank you for joining us. You know what? Have you guys not given me the finger yet? What are you doing? Where's the fingers? The middle fingers in the air. And wave them like you just don't care. <laughs> this would be my yearbook photo. If I'd have graduated, 
Hey, back at Pagoda Plaza, the uh, Rama JMV is here for you on Carb Day 2023. All right, Mel McMahon is here. You brought some beers for me really quick before we get to Kristen Airy. Where is this from and what are we talking about? This here? is from Clues Brews in Lebanon. It is the only local beer being served here at the track. This is I the owner, Patrick. Say hi. Patrick, how you doing? Did you, get, you got me a beer right here, Patrick? Yes. Clues Brews in Lebanon. Go ahead and talk into that right there. Which one is that? That's uh, 1832 American 1832. Yep. I love it, brother. Thank you very much. You're welcome. How can people see you? Get a hold of you. Outside out here, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, out here and abroad. Yeah. We are. We're right behind the Pagoda Draft Beer. Um, you can also find us on social media, Clues Brews. Gotcha. My man, I know you can't do it right now. You're two-fisting it, which we is cool. we got a lot of beer going on here, yeah, a lot of beer. Lot but of beer if you want to see Clues Brews, you're at the broadcast stage. You mm -hmm. walk to the Pagoda. They're on your right-hand side. You can't miss them. Clues Brews. Clues thank Brews. you, guys. Mel, Patrick, thank you very much, guys. Hey, you suck. I know. There's no doubt about that, man. You ask anybody out here, they'll say the same thing. Thank you, guys. Love you. Appreciate it. Right back at you. Oh, thank you for the beer. Uh, joining us now, he's in turn four for the 107th running of the greatest spectacle in racing as Chris Hagen tosses out jello shots made by Nicole and Harley D. It is the voice of the Pacers, everybody, Chris Denary. Let's welcome him in. How many hey. years does this make in turn four for you? Uh, this will be number 22. Unbelievable. And it's hard it's to believe that. 22 years in turn four, 24th year on the network. We had a great practice day today. We were up for about two hours. It was great to sit up there and just see all the cars. And John, I have an 18-month-old grandson. His name is Archer Denary, and his favorite word is wow. And when I look out here, John, I don't think we've seen this many people out here for Carburation Day, in my opinion, in years. There's no question about that. That's Chris Denary right there. Chris Higg is going to rejoin us as well. I told Doug Bowles a moment ago, this is like certainly a pre-pandemic type of Carb Day crowd we got. No question. I mean... You know, I, I was sitting out there in turn four today, anticipating what it's going to be like tomorrow. And then I looked at your stage here and I thought, my goodness, what a weekend. Yeah. I mean, the pit stop competition is going on. You got Soul Asylum and Brian Adams yep. uh, just moments away. I mean, you could not ask for a better Friday. It is incredible out here in the weather, by the way. The weather, I can't remember a time when the great weather was being strung together in the fashion in which it is right now. I, I was looking at the weather for Sunday, the high of 78, and that's not until 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. So I'm sure Brian Wilkes will have everything set uh, for us for Sunday, Chris. There's only, you know, we talk about control what you can control. Uh, it's going to be a great race. You think about the fast field, the deep field. We can't control the weather. No. Now, since I moved here in 99, I don't want to jinx this, but I'm undefeated. Some races have not gone the full 500 or have had some delays in them. But every race day, the race has gone off as scheduled. And it looks for all t intents and purposes yeah. like that would be the case. I mean, I don't think we've seen any sense of any kind of precipitation for the weekend. And I don't – just look into Sunday. I think it's going to be cloudier. And so that's even going to be better for these race cars on Sunday. I mean, I, you know, right now there's not a cloud in the sky, uh, but I think if, if there is cloud cover on Sunday, we'll, we'll see even faster cars. What about your worlds colliding with uh, Halliburton going to be out here? Yeah. I, saw, I saw him yesterday roaming around the track. It's a, it's a, a whole different ball game. Uh, pardon the uh, pun. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no better representative of the Pacers and pro sports in this town 
uh, than Tyrese Halliburton and what he's meant to this franchise and, and to the city, I think, since the trade over a year ago. I mean, a sensational player, a sensational person. Uh, he's the leader of this franchise, and he's somebody that his current teammates want to play with, and I think he's going to be a great recruiter because I think there are, are players across the league that will either get to the Pacers via free agency or trade because of the opportunity to play with Tyrese Halliburton. We talk about how much, you know, the regular season means and, like, the play-in and all this. How shocked are you that an eight seed in Miami is, has done what they've done? We all laugh, and we say this internally within the NBA. We all sort of cringe when we hear heat culture. <laughs> right. The heat culture's pretty strong. <laughs> um, you know, what Eric Spolster has done with the injuries, no Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo gets hurt. They have to, they have to sign Cody Zeller late in the year. They get contributions from undrafted players like Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. And then Jimmy Butler's just been outstanding. But I don't put it past Boston tomorrow night <laughs> no, to force no, a game don't. seven. No, I mean, they're going to wear Shaq out because Shaq yeah. Diesel's going to DJ yeah. over here. That's what I said. That. Shaq yeah. is going to be in Miami tomorrow. <laughs> He'll be out in, the, in turn three on Sunday, and then he could be back in Boston on uh, Monday. I think we got we got an actor right here we all know pretty well to our right. Oh, my. Look, is that oh, Drew no. Powell in the house right there? Hey, Drew, come over here and grab a headset, brother. Get he over snuck there. in on me. Look at this guy. We got, like, more than one person now from Southern California and, in the house. There's one right over here. And we, all, see you, and we always are good because you've got Westfield yeah. and Wabash. Right. you got Lebanon and DePaul, and DePaul. right here. Well, you've got the best baseball team in the state, the Indiana State Sycamores. Yes. Right now, yes. too, everybody. Thank are you Are they the best much. team in the state? Well, they're the best team. They're, they're the top Let's ten go. in college. It's baseball right now. Okay, Drew respect Powell. Sycamores. Talk about those Sycamores in Terre Haute, Indiana. Yes, what sir. I was just talking about you earlier on this very network. <laughs> You're talking about how we were chest bumping <laughs> oh. when the Pacers hit when Nemhard hit when, that last second yeah. shot. So he, so he's in LA. Yeah. He's he's with his son, and we're doing you know we do the game, and I see him after the game after Nemhard buries like oh. a 25 footer at the buzzer so beautiful. over LeBron for the Pacers <laughs> to win, and I see Drew and we're, we were like little kids. We really were. We were screaming and yelling. Because, you know, you are a professional. You're one of the best in the biz for my money. You're very responsible and professional. But we were like, oh, we were, yeah. and I was getting it from the, the freaking Laker fans behind us all game I was long. at home saying, please don't kick it back to Miles <laughs> for that second three. Please, because I love Miles. Please, I don't yes. want to have to do this show yes. tomorrow. Yes. If you kick yes. it back to Miles and he misses that three. Yes. Yes. So I went to the right spot. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Yeah, that, that, that was, uh, you know, I look at moments during the year. And I, I think I may say this tomorrow or on Sunday, when Tyrese is leading the field through turn four, it's it's like when he hit that three-point shot to beat Miami, you know, earlier yeah. in the year. I mean, so yes. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see Tyrese leading uh, the field of 33. It What's really Drew Powell up to these days? Hey, man, Besides just, just celebrating everything Indy. Yes, indeed. That's what. That's how I roll. Uh, no, it's, it's just a pleasure to be here, doing a little work with uh, Bob and Tom, and uh, you know, enjoying the heck out of this thing. Drew, Drew is like, you know, through the thick and thin. Drew is supporting yes. the team. If, if right. the Colts have yes. four wins, he's still repping the Colts. So nobody can say he's a bandwagon guy. But Thank I'm curious. You. A lot of. Uh, 
entertainers, you know, singers, actors, they could not care less about sports. So when you're yep. when you're on a set somewhere and you're you're like, hey, I, I'll be back. I got to see what happens in this last 30 seconds. Do you have anybody you can turn to that appreciates the world of sports as much as you do? Usually it's the crew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, funny. Early on, I was on a show called Malcolm in the Middle. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you remember that one. And the, the lead, the kid, was Frankie Muniz, who's yeah. now a race car driver, yeah, as you know. And uh, he was a big Clippers fan, which nobody was a big Clippers fan back then. It was like him and Billy Crystal. That was it. <laughs> and uh, we were on, on set, and I said, you know, they're playing the Pacers this weekend. Uh, he's, I, he had, like, you know, he, the show had been on long enough that he had nice seats as a 15-year-old. So I was like, let's go. So his mom dropped him off of my house because he couldn't drive. <laughs> and awesome. then we, he, we went to the game. And the worst part was I had forgotten my wallet at home, so I had to be like to the 15-year-old, like, hey, Frankie, uh, can I borrow five bucks cash. for some popcorn? Hey, thanks for the tickets, <laughs> Thank you. I also need some money for snacks. <laughs> Where's my per diem? Oh. <laughs> you, know, per you, got, you got some good Hollywood stories? Man, you know, there's always always some good Hollywood stories. It's, it's been a, it's a crazy. This is the job. Like, if you're a little bit crazy, go be an actor. If you're normal, don't do it because it's insane. But, uh, yeah, we've had some uh, fun over the years. I mean, gosh, I'm trying to think uh, what would be something I could tell on the air. Um, I was thinking maybe for this crowd, a, a nude actress story or something. Nothing? <laughs> This crowd is like very, to me, like a nude actress story. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm always amazed, okay, you go to Lebanon High School, right? Yes, sir. And you go to DePaul. At, at what point did you know, I want to be an actor, I want to go to L.A.? When I was in kindergarten. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know how to make that happen. And uh, and so then I got to college and I thought, well, I'll be a broadcast journalist, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's the legitimate way to be on camera. Yeah. And then I went and interned at Wish TV. And, uh, Ooh, what? Yeah, yeah. The, the old uh, the old Channel 8 uh, CBS <laughs> affiliate. Yeah. 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 And then I went to C-SPAN, which was exactly as boring as oh you think it was. Goodness, yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. I can't see him at C-SPAN. I, no. I mean, I'm, even then I was well pitching. Then. I'm like, let's do a uh, college-age uh, the young adult show, and they're like, no, no, we no. just want to watch boring <laughs> Senate and Congress. So, uh, and then it was finally, I got a job as a, a part-time job in LA for 15 grand a year as a youth director at a church, of all things. And I'm like, okay, that's all the excuse I need. So I went, and uh, the rest is history. Wow. Is but it very much like great. swingers? <laughs> it's like Favreau and Vaughn. Vaughn was a producer, but Favreau was a comedian, yeah, oh, up-and-coming sure, comedian. Sure. And then I think uh, Ron, what's his name? The other Livingston. 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 Yes, I mean, he was an up-and-coming yeah. actor, too. Yeah. Is it very much like that? I mean, there actually are some aspects of that. In fact, I played that par three. Remember they're yes, playing golf? Par three. Yeah. My son and I went and played that recently, and I was having flashbacks. Because that was like about the only thing we knew about living you, you in L.A. Out one, two, three, four, five, exactly. six, seven, eight. Exactly. Yeah, on a par three. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it was good. This is a Drew Powell right here, ladies Hi, and guys. gentlemen. Who do you got? For the race. Well, I, I got to. I love you. I love it. You know, I was here earlier. Just a few people. Not many people have been drinking. It's pretty quiet. Now we're into yeah. the good stuff. Now we're in the zone. Now we're in card day mode. Uh, I, look, my good buddy Simon uh, Pagino and Connor Daly are, are always my favorites because they're buddies. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of guys going fast. Felix is going fast. Yeah. Uh, Mike Plu. I mean, geez, that guy is, seems like he's got it dialed in. So. I mean, you do not see very many passes in the short shoot. I, I have them coming out of the wings uh, wings in the wheel, uh, short shoot north side. I saw Rosenquist pass power in the short shoot. Wow. And I'm thinking, if you do that, your car's pretty much dialed in. <laughs> you got to feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. 
It's a great point. Hey, yeah. uh, Drew, I just got your text. It says here, look right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I just noticed somebody was next to me. So I go, somebody, that smells good. That's a good cologne. And then you you thought all, it was a dog. You I, thought I, it was Dixie. Pagino was on me on Wednesday and called a shot. He said back in 2019, he led, much like a lot of people believe Polo can do on yes. Sunday, he led from the pole and won the race in 2019. And he basically said he has that same feeling about his uh, Meyer Shank racing car as he yeah. had going into 2019. Yep. And he basically called a shot on Wednesday. He yep. said he was going to win it. I love it. I love it. He's Listen, that guy knows how to drive. He's he, he born, you know, talk about your passion. That's what he was born to do. I know because I've spoken to his mother. And he was the kind of guy, because you look, you guys know, to be a race car driver, you have to have the fear gene missing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm telling you, oh, there he is. I'm looking at him right there. Uh, and, and his mother said that his grandparents wouldn't refuse to watch him at about, after about the age of 10 because he was just a daredevil. He'd jump <laughs> off trees. He'd jump off walls. So he's got that, that thing. Uh, I, I hope he wins. And you, don't, you better not go out there Sunday if you don't think you can win. Absolutely. Right, you know? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Drew Powell. Hey, hey thanks, everybody. Everybody. thanks for letting me crash. Good to see you. Good to see you. Lebanon Theatrics right there. Lebanon High School Theater. I had no idea, dude. Go Tigers. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys. Drew Powell, everybody. We got to play basketball. I got to go. You got to go? I got got uh, grandpa duties. I got you. Well, uh, Daenerys going to be in the fourth turn, IMS Radio Network. Everybody a shout out to Voice of the Pacers right here. Grundy. My man. I believe coming up here at four, and I don't know if it's going to be a phone or live, but John O'Hurley, Jay Peterman from Seinfeld, his wife has ownership in one of the teams, and I think John O'Hurley is going to join us. I don't know if it's going to be on phone or live, but we're going to have Jay Peterman reportedly on the show coming up here in the 4 o'clock hour. Chris, thank All you right, very thank much. Thank you, man. Chris Denary, fourth right. turn, IMS Radio Network on Sunday. All right, y'all. Quick break. We shall return. Me and Hagen and you. Carb Day 2023, Pagoda Plaza, and you're hanging with us on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. How we doing at Pagoda Plaza today? 2023 Carb Day has been going on on what is a glorious afternoon here in central Indiana. What is going to be a glorious weekend here in central Indiana. Carb Day is going on today, 4 o'clock. So it's 4 o'clock for Dave Perner and Soul Asylum over in turn 3 on the main stage. And then 5.30, I believe it's 5.30, right? 5.30 until 7 o'clock for Brian Adams. Chris Hagan joins me on JMV. Thank you all for joining us and being out here today. Chris? Runaway train never coming back. They're going to drop that right now. Like somebody to shove was mine. I want somebody That's to... good, man. You know, he dated Winona Ryder, so... Yeah, well, that's crazy. He, he did date Winona Ryder for a while. Can you imagine having that on your resume? I wish I did. That was I had a huge crush on her. Still do, to be honest. If you're going to add somebody on the resume, would she be at the top of the list? Or would Selma Hayek be at the top of your list? Ooh, 
at their peak. Well, their, the preservation of that is just so incredible. <laughs> what time is the concert? What time are we done here? Uh, I well, I go I'm on. Leaving, I go on until I go on until six, but we'll uh, we'll probably go over there a little bit earlier than that. You know, taking I thought Brad Adams. I, I saw all these lovely ladies walking by taking pictures. I'm like, wow, pretty popular. It's the damn dog. You're taking what? pictures of the dog, not me. I mean, as a single dude, you got to take Dixie the praying dog with you everywhere, right there. I got to get on the. Do you, do you, can you rent her out for like the weekends here? <laughs> because all all the ladies love. And so Dixie well, the so dog. well behaved, just like chilling. That's awesome. Yep. So what do you got? What are you guys covering out here, 59 wise today? Well, we got the pit stop challenge. We got the, for, the final practice. It's all leading up to our big uh, morning show from 6 a.m. to yeah. noon, and then also tomorrow night at 7:30, we have our 30-minute special we do that airs nationwide on the Next, Next Star Network. It's on at 7:30 tonight on CBS4, 7:30 tomorrow night on Fox. And so, yeah, we've got you covered on both channels straight through, but especially on Fox 59 Race Morning. A lot of fun things we're doing, live driver interviews. I'll stop by and see you like I usually do on Race Morning when it's yep. still dark outside. That's always exciting. And it's it's great as I was talking to Doug. We're out here so much during practice and nobody's out here. And then all of a sudden it just comes to life. And that's the way it is. We get yeah. here on race day. It's like a, a graveyard, and then this thing bubbles up like a volcano and erupts with activity, and then we're here when everybody leaves as well. It's great. Yeah, By the way, shout out to uh, Jen and Darius, the owners of Gatsby's, my, oh, my, yeah. my corner one. Bridget, was she the one lifting her shirt up right there? Bridget, my favorite bartender in the I world. I know. I was zoned in there for a minute. Then you had an undershirt on, so I'm like, okay. Don't look. Dar Dar Darius, her husband, will whip your ass nine ways oh, to I know he will. I don't right want to mess with that, man. I know. <laughs> I know that they're great folks over there, too. That is a... That is a common place for you Fox 59ers to drop in, right? And a huge, they got a huge expansion going on. They're, they're doubling the size. Yep. You got to get, you two need to set up a remote because Why don't we? a long, long time ago, John we came gotta out there. We got to do it. We got to do that. Now, hey, is Chris Hagen and Fox 59, the staff, have they consumed more than a keg over your Gatsby's Fox 59 relationship? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That was, that was just in one week. What are you talking about? Oh, the course of my, I've been going there for like 20 years. Yeah, John! But <laughs> <laughs> like what happens at Gatsby's, as we all know, stays, stays at Gatsby's. You see, that's good. When you got great people like that out there, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah, it's like well, you could walk there from the station, you lay low, nobody gives you a hard time, and just really good people. So I don't know if this is true or not, and I don't really know a great deal of the background because Tony Donahue, the former producer of this show, uh, actually sent me a text earlier today, and he said, hey, um, Jay Peterman's walking around here, or Jay Peterman's around here. to go, wait, Jay Peterman from Seinfeld? Yeah, John O'Hurley, the actor, who played Jay Peterman in Seinfeld, because his wife is a part of one of the race teams. And I didn't know that. And then Tony texted me and said, I think he's going to stop by there at about 4 o'clock. So I didn't know that either. So we'll see if that happens or if not. You, you want to have to go... So I'm going to rely on Tony Donahue to see if that happens. So, well, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll find out here in about five minutes. <laughs> we shall see what happens. Hey, that's Chris Hagen of Fox 59. I'm JMV Pagoda Plaza. We continue moving forward. Soul Asylum takes the stage here at the top of the hour. Brian Adams later on this afternoon at 5.30. And again, our coverage for the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500 is straight at you Sunday morning with me and Tony Katz beginning at 6 a.m. right back here 
again. Quick break, and we'll come back. Four o'clock hour with a lot more for you from Carb Day 2023, Pagoda Plaza. It's IMS 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Well, not really. I felt it on my leg. Come on, I don't want to see it. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. This is Pagoda Plaza, everybody. Make some noise for us, huh? That was weak. That was weak. That was lame. Hagen Come said on. it was weak and lame, all right? Let me hear you. There we go. There we go. You guys all sound way too damn sober for Hagen, I think, right? And here. there goes the pyramid. What is The pyramid just fell over, but luckily we got J-Law. And Litzy and the gang out there to reconstruct it, much like the Egyptians did, you know, uh, Dixie, long ago. Dixie is the uh, the loudest member of the audience. Right I love now. Dixie. Tremendously trained animal. You need to hang around with Dixie. That's like a chip magnet right there, Hagen. I felt. I Dixie mean, is. I saw several ladies walk by and smile, and I was like, "How you doing?" Yeah, no, and I'm like, "Oh, there you go." And they go, "Wait a minute, not the guy got, in the uh, got, not the guy in the Bucky shirt. Not the guy in the uh, beaver shirt on here." But uh, hey, who knows? Who knows about Bucky's out there? Who knows about Bucky's? Anytime we got to talk something about the South, man, that's all that you know, that's where it happens. They got, they got I've never one been in, there. They got one in Kentucky. Do they? Yeah. What's the, what makes it so great? I hear about it all the time. Why is it so great? It's a gigantic gas station like Walmart it, all in yeah. one. The I world, love gas stations. No, the cleanest bathrooms. The clean, I love clean uh, bathrooms. A hundred gas stations. I'm a hell of a judge by that, too. No semi-trucks allowed. And they have everything. You could live in a Bucky's for the rest of your life. They have everything in there you would want. Absolutely everything. They got everything like, we need. Everything they got we want. Fresh fudge, brisket sandwiches. They got jerky, candy, beer, soft drinks. You just, you just need to go. I don't. I can't believe there's not one in Indiana yet. Hey, the, the one thing I wanted to explain to everybody too is that this is a little bit different this year because normally things would have already started out in the third turn with the concert, but it's underway right now. I believe are just about set to get underway. That's Soul Asylum, Dave Perner, and Soul Asylum out in turn three. So that's going to be around four o'clock to five. I think they go about an hour, and then they'll change things up, and Brian Adams will take the stage at five thirty and go until seven tonight if you say so because I, I was shown some information that said what, what information did you see i was seeing four to six was four the, to six yeah that's what I, the information i was shown so they're both going to do one hour is that then they go back would, to back i would bet soul asylum does 30 minutes and then brian comes out there and goes like an hour i 15. don't know man i just saw i saw run times a little bit differently i guess so well i'm afraid this what news do i know is going to so come what like did your knife. information guy get that though twig it's on the app. He has it on the phone. Oh, it's on the app? Yeah. Oh, I saw the guy for, who knows? He might be in the, so I may end up getting hosed out of all this, too. I got to get out there and see cuts like a well, knife. And you're really going to be hosed at next commercial break when I leave with Jen and Darius. Oh, yeah. So you're going out there to watch, are you? Oh, yeah. Look at you, man. Hey, that's the way that it I, is. I think I've done my part today. You have done a great part, by the way. You mentioned what Fox 59 is doing. I mentioned what we're doing coming up on Sunday. We are going to be out here in Pagoda Plaza once again. That begins at 6 a.m. with me and Tony Katz. And you guys are going to be live as well doing the TV thing, correct? Yeah, we'll be out here with live drive. Now, not all the teams will uh, 
make their drivers available on race morning. Yeah. So we'll have live interviews with those that do, and we'll have taped interviews with those drivers that, that don't or aren't allowed to speak on race morning. But yeah, it's you'll basically hear from every driver. We'll have our complete crew of Fox 59 and CBS4 talent out here inside the track, outside the track, back in the studio. And it's really, I mean, nothing else will have you more prepared for the race than our show. How many of the drivers are not available? The, uh, on Sunday morning. The Penske drivers don't talk. The Aero drivers don't talk. Right. The, the Andretti drivers don't talk. And the Meyer Shank drivers don't talk. All the rest talk. Everybody else does. Ed Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, Dreyer Reinbold. Uh, Ray Hall Letterman. Uh, on down the line from there. So when you, when you look at this thing, um, you know, I mentioned Simon Pagino told me on Wednesday on this show that he had a good feel, much like he did when he won back in 2019. But this thing is going to be a win for him. And he kind of called his shot. And it's weird because Meyer Shank Racing has not had the speed. When I talked to Elio, Elio early on the week talked about, well, you know what? Your qualifying is going to be different than race day. And, you know, we feel good about the fact that we have a great deal of experience behind us all right here. So I know that they're playing into that. But for Simon Pagino to call his shot in the fashion in which he did, I found that pretty impressive. Well, I think, you know, and you talk to the drivers all during the, the week of practice, people fall in love with that speed chart, you know, that shows the speed. That doesn't indicate what you have as far as your race car and in traffic. And the, the setup is vastly different from qualifying to race trim. So, yeah, I think it's not unusual for somebody you think, well, that, man, they've really been struggling. Then they get out there on race day, and it's a, a completely different story. Yeah, it's uh, Chris Hagen of Fox 59. I'm JMV Pagoda Plaza. It is the 107th running of the Indy 500 in a carb day leading up to it. We mentioned this a little bit earlier, too. And you know, I know part of it is probably the weather. People realize how good the weather forecast is going to be and then play off of that. But this is by far the largest carb day crowd certainly we have seen. And, you know, this goes back to pre-pandemic stages right here, does it not? For the crowd we have seen so far, especially around 3 o'clock when we started. And obviously now everybody's split time between where we are and over in the third turn for the concert. But it has been incredibly impressive so far from what we've seen. Well, when it all, when the whole thing started with the pandemic, you wondered, like, when will it get back to normal? Will it ever get back to normal? And, you know, it's so strange to think that was three years ago. And just in step by step, bit by bit, it's gotten back to the way it was. And, and now, yeah, it's, it's like that whole thing never happened, and you see the crowds out here. And, I mean, three years ago, if people would have been this close together, you yeah. oh, my word. And now right. you're just like, okay, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, no, seriously, but prior to that, I can remember some days like this, but, but this has really been impressive, no doubt, so far. I, I pick your brain a little bit like we did, Chris Denary, a little bit earlier about what's coming up on Sunday. Some things that pique your interest as far as the storylines are concerned. What do you got? Well, obviously, I want to see how Graham does starting, you know, in last place. Uh, completely new for him. It, you know, everything, and you think, oh, it's just another car. It's going from the Honda to the Chevy, vastly different. Um, how comfortable can he get how quickly? Because those dry and rainbow cars, they've had guys move to the front over the years. You know, when we think about Sage Karam, uh, guys that started further back that made with good race cars. So I think he'll have a good race car. I'd like to see how he does against his uh, Ray Hall Letterman teammates. I want to see how well uh, the Ed Carpenter racing cars do. They historically do well. Uh, Ed didn't make the Fast 12. He barely missed it. But I think he likes his car. It, it'll be nice to see him move up. 
Tony Kanaan, what a story that would be to like literally win the 500 and hang up your helmet for good. And as I said earlier, there's a great story with all 33 of these drivers, and it's just a matter of you know what the fates have in store for them come Sunday and who ends up you know drinking the milk and getting all the accolades that come along with it. The first three rows are so fast and so tightly wound with their speeds. That's going to be tough to get past. I mean, it is. With any of those stories that's further back uh, than the first three rows, that's going to make it incredibly difficult, I believe, because those speeds are all incredibly fast, but also very close in terms of, yeah. of those first nine that we're talking it, about here. If I, if I gave you a million dollars and said, you can take the first three rows, or you can take yeah. the rest of the field, who would right. you take? I would probably take the first three rows. That's interesting. Yeah. Would you not? It, that's what I'm saying. It'd be tough. It'd be tough not to. But then you'd say, wow, you know, you're looking at looking at all the other talent that's further, like starting at 13 yeah. with Ed, yeah. you know. So um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a there's going to be a mistake. Somebody's going to have some mistakes that cost them this race. It, all, it happens every year. You know, so and so had the best car, but this or they, you know, Scott Dixon, how many times does he come in second because of minor things that prevented him from having two, three, four wins out here. See, that's the one thing about is, is Scott Dixon is there's been so little talked about him. We were talking about everybody else from Polo on the pole. I bring up Takuma Sato all the time, the speed he has had, a guy like Rena's VK with ECR, the speed he has compared to his teammates so far. And what about Santino Ferrucci? Well, I mean, that, that guy that, is always a, fast out here. Now and, he's with Foyt. And who that's a story, too. I, I love Ferrucci. He is fearless. I mean, he is fearless. He's starting up and forth. Uh, I mean, look out. If he's in the mix, don't count him out. I just think about the fact that you rarely talk about Scott Dixon. Yeah. And Scott, it's Scott Dixon, for somebody to get around this place with the experience, I mean, rarely you're going to find anybody out here that has more than that. And it kind of just seems like if there's anybody that's on the level of sandbagging for this event coming up on Sunday, it might be him and his race team. Well, it's funny because he's led like more than 700 laps out here, only has the one win. Uh, we joked yesterday about how every day on the practice charts he was second place, second place, second place. So he, he's got to, for, for a guy to be that great, to be considered, quote, under the radar. But, you know, he's never had a boisterous personality. We've kind of gotten used to him being really good. So, yeah. It's kind of funny that people have, oh, you, you forgot about Dixon? Well, guess what? You won't forget about him when there's five laps to go and he's up there near the front. Yeah, and see, that's just that's the thing you think about. When you brought up, uh, you, you brought up um, Santino Ferrucci, and that's one thing that we've talked about for the first time in a long time is what A.J. Ford Enterprises has done and what they haven't done in forever. I mean, they have been the proverbial back, back marker here for such a long time, and to have two cars that have been as fast as theirs, and I know they had that change um, uh, and, and who they brought in that ultimately has led them to this, but that may be among the most impressive stories that we're talking about out there. Yeah, you got the rookie of the year in Peterson. You've got Ferrucci yep. starting fourth. They they had not started on the front row, and that's why you know it'd been interesting and nice to see Ferrucci stay on that front row. Robbie Gordon, 2001, yeah. was the last time AJ Ford had a car in the front row. Think about that. That is such a long time. Like I said, you hate to say it this way, but they have been the back marker. I mean, they've been involved, they've been dedicated to it, but they just have rarely seen any positive results. You, you love it for AJ to see him smiling there with the team picture. You love it for him to see that number 14 car up there being competitive and, and you know no, nothing will ever take AJ away I mean he's he's uh he's bulletproof yeah. he's, he's been through everything uh, but let's face it he's not going to be around this place forever so so to have at least this year of glory for that team heading into the to race day is pretty awesome 
So Chris Hagan of Fox 59, JMV here. Of course, we're in uh, Club Day 2023 at Pagoda Plaza for you as well. You know, what's funny about this, this to me comes at a good time because the NBA, other than the East right now, and we'll see where that ends up going. Of course, you got game six coming up in Miami after the Celtics walked all over the heat last night. You just know the heat are going to end up blowing this. But they better win game six. They go back to Miami for game number six. We've talked about Shaquille O'Neal having to be a part of the TNT broadcast and then come up here as DJ Diesel on Sunday and then maybe have to go back to Boston for a decisive game number seven, which is an interesting dynamic. But this comes at a really good time because there is not a lot going on right now. I mean, the West has already been decided it's going to be Denver and you will wait their competition until they go with the NBA Finals coming up on June the 1st. There's a not, a, lot, a lot going on. They get this, you get the Coca-Cola 600. That's about it. Yeah, in the NBA and NHL playoffs, you had the Panthers mm -hmm. sweep, the uh, Nuggets sweep. Right. It looked like the Heat were going to sweep. You had uh, Vegas jumped out three games to none against uh, Dallas until Dallas won last night. So you haven't had that drama. You, you get in that, that uh, groove where every other night you're having big playoff games, and then they haven't been competitive, you know, sweeps. Uh, so the only drama we have right now is can Boston be the first team uh, ever to come back and think about it usually if a team goes down three nothing it's because they're a garbage team this is a really good team it is you, it's an eight seed that, that jumped on them so if things get back to quote unquote normal you wouldn't be surprised if boston could be the first team ever to pull this I, off no, i wouldn't be surprised whatsoever and there's just there's a fine line for miami they are tough and there's no doubt about it but man things have to be going their way. And when I talk about things, that shot-making ability from range, when they're knocking that down, that means Jimmy Butler becomes more of a threat. And when they're not, he becomes less of a threat. I don't want to say he becomes easier to guard, but he does kind of become easier to guard. And you saw that last night. I mean, you saw that last night. I mean, Boston jumped all over them. And normally, Miami's a good team to hang in. They will grind. They'll get down. 13, 14, 15 points and kind of grind it out. And last night, they just could not get back into it because Boston simply would not take their foot off the accelerator, Chris. It's almost like a boxing match where, like, the underdog comes comes in, yeah. gets a bunch of blows in, but can't quite knock him out, can't knock out the guy. And then you're like, uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't put him away when you could. And that might be the case we see now, that Boston has regained their footing and is ready to throw a huge counterpunch and send this back to Boston. Something I want to ask you, too, because the Colts are going through OTAs right now, and I was talking yesterday with Mike Chappell, uh, who works with you guys at CBS4 and Fox 59 and covering OTAs and this being more of a focus and more that Colts fans care about than we have seen this time of year in a long time. And I mentioned it like this. I said, you know, you, you were you were sold on last year, Matt Ryan. You were sold on the year prior, Carson Wentz. Both of those things kind of blew up in everybody's face, and it seems like everybody is down with watching a 21-year-old rookie quarterback drafted fourth overall, hopefully mature into a week one starter. So this is probably an OTA session, a practice session that has been more exciting and more cared about from a fan base here with the Colts than we've seen in a while. Yeah, and most fans I talk to are like, hey, get, get them out there week one. Yeah. We, we've seen the team win four games. We've seen veterans not make the playoffs. We've seen all that. Let's throw the young guy out there, ride with him until he grows into it, and, uh, you know, uh, at least be exciting in defeat rather than kind of 
being middle of the road and, and not getting anything done win-wise. Yeah, you're starting all over again is what you are. It's a casual, if you will, reboot, but there is nothing wrong with it whatsoever. And I just think you see with, with Richardson, for example, you see a crowd, a fan base that is uh, more excited about seeing what could happen now than we have seen for a while. Because remember, they had to be sold on guys. You know, they had to be sold on Philip Rivers, but after Jacoby Brissett and after the retirement of Luck, they embraced that fairly easily. Um, they had to be sold on Wentz. You were, and then you were let down at the end of the year. And then last year, after being sold on Matt Ryan, that was an absolute disaster. So it seemed like a perfect time to do that casual reboot. And it's with a guy that's only played 13 games so far in his college career. It's funny to think if Wentz wins one of those last two games, they, yeah. they make the playoffs. Yep. Maybe they don't get rid of him. Maybe he's. Maybe they're in the playoffs again next or last year. Maybe Frank's here. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All those things are traced back to losing that game to the Raiders and then losing unexpectedly to Jacksonville. And that's why we are where we are today. And, and, and like you said, the, the, the fan base, the organization, everybody wants a reboot. Ground zero, move forward. It is funny. You talk about those moments for a team that have gone wrong. And you can go all the way back, Chris, to Phillip Rivers. After having that first year, and everybody was satisfied, everybody was happy. They go to the postseason. They lose in Buffalo. Some boneheaded mistakes cost them in Buffalo. And then the Colts were hoping that Rivers would be cool with coming back for one more year, maybe bridge the gap for that reboot we're talking about right now. But he decided to step away, coach high school football, and then that put them in that situation of selling everybody on Wentz, and that went fine, I guess, all up until the end of the season when it got flushed down the toilet. And then Matt Ryan last year, but you are talking about a game here or a game there or a decision to start it all off. It just doesn't seem like any of these decisions at that position have at all helped them out in the fashion in which they thought this one has to at some point. It has yeah. to. Nobody's trying to rush it. You want to see him in week number one, but this one has to because they've been fighting this for a long time. And you'll be, you'll be right back to square one if it doesn't work out. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. All right, you're getting ready to take off, are you? Yep. I see my man right there. I see my, my party posse, and we're, we're bouncing. What is it you're going to do coming up on Sunday? Once again, remind people, Fox 59. I'm going to have to dynamite myself out of bed at 4.30 a.m. Well done. Then I'll drive down here, and I'll be over there in Gasoline Alley all morning with drivers. 4.30 a.m. There we go. We'll be up there on the top floor. We'll be all over the place on Fox 59, 6 to, to So, noon. So what, what group is with 59 besides you? Who does that? Dan Spieler, Beer Shell Edme, Chris Hagen, Chris uh, Whitlick. Um... I wish I knew all my coworkers' names. You probably point. should, yeah. That's I, a problem. Oh, then there's that guy and that gal. and uh, Brian Wilkes will be out here. Wilkes is going to be out here. Good. Krista McEnany will be out here. We'll have the news, weather, sports. We'll have some entertainment. It'll be a good time for all. So Chris Hagan of Fox 59 right there. Thanks for stopping by, man. Head out there. And we'll, Hopefully we'll, I get out there on time. I'm going to tell you yeah. what, if your man is right about the time, I'm hosed here. I'll tell you all about it, though, when I get back. Well, that's great. That's what I need. I can't put that on my resume. You're telling me all about it. Chris Hagan of Fox 59 right there. Everybody. A more to come, including on this show, Kyle Kirkwood from Andretti coming up a little bit later on as well. Doug Bowles, the Speedway president, joined us earlier 
Kristen Airy, who is in turn four for this race once again. 22 years with today. What's up, my brother? Good to see you. Rick Pike is in the house right here. Rick Pike and the lovely Laura Steele. Look, everybody's around here walking up to see me. That's so beautiful. I know. Good to see you, Rick. Love it. And you see Dixie the Praying Dog. Hi, Laura. I love you, and I saw a uh, license plate that said JMV sucks on it. You did not. Well, no, I actually didn't say sucks. It just said JMV, but I imagined that sucks that, was at the end of it. That's good. That's I'm what you. send it to you. Okay? You're awesome. Thank I, you, I Laura. You. Have a great day. You do Happy birthday, everybody. Oh, it's Laura, everybody. I love to hear from Laura Steele out here. Of course, you can see all her work on Channel 13, which she continues to do, and she will be out here live as well. But yeah, I mentioned, too, um, we had Doug Bowles on a little bit earlier talking about this day, and this day is probably as crowded. It's a little bit weird now because it started out, we were hell-bent at 3 o'clock with everybody everywhere, and now everybody's kind of going out to or turn number three to see what's going on out there as well. But we got you covered right here. We'll continue to move forward as well. Hey, my apologies to Mike Wells. I think Mike, Mike and I kind of got a time mixed up. Mike is normally on here in the 4 o'clock hour every Friday, and we got uh, the times a little bit mixed up here and uh mike is not going to join us mike will join us once again coming up on next friday's show as well all right i got a little time for it. if you guys want to phone at 239-1070 we'll do some calls coming up on the other side some of you out there that are a little bit sober aren't so as inebriated as many out here can give me some of your race calls we will hit upon that coming up as well i mentioned kyle kirkwood and i mentioned what is a fantastic day out here at i AMS. And you know what? If you look at the forecast, it is the same tomorrow, and it is the same coming up on Sunday. It is absolutely spectacular. Not a cloud in the sky, and Pagoda Plaza is absolutely hopping right now. Dixie, the praying dog in the house with BC, Brian Calvert. We're going to have to do a little snake pit juice among us here and Pagoda Plaza coming up in a little bit as well. I mentioned Kyle Kirkwood still to come. This is a Friday edition on Carb Day 2023. Pagoda Plaza is our location right now. We would love to see you out here. Please, if you can, join us. Pagoda Plaza IMS. It's a Friday on Carb Day 2023. 93.5 and 107.5 the fan back with you next whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali ribocyclib 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you the ride with jmv and you're nothing but a chameleon lemon-headed coward talent and i'm after you buddy you're gonna pay for it good night thank you very much sir. 93.5 and 107.5 the fan oh let me give a quick shout out ken myers is down there dev is down there too running things you guys outstanding work thank you very much our promotion staff kicking ass as they normally do anybody else need a little fireball out there what are you guys looking for here do you hey can you give this to this lovely lady back there for me too thanks Liz. there you go brother there you go clayton anderson's got a show over on main street it's a block party you guys want one too i don't know if i can man i hurt my arm shooting the other day i might have to go a little sidearm dan quisenberry for you right there um, clayton anderson is playing a block party over in speedway a little bit later on tonight 
And I'm going to go over there for that. And Clayton's going to walk over here and join us coming up in just a bit. In fact, he is heading our way like right now. If you've missed any of the show so far, we started out. Speedway President Doug Bowles joined us at 3 o'clock. That was outstanding. We talked about what's going on today. Concert underway over on turn number three going on right now at Soul Asylum and Brian Adams. And, you know, maybe I was wrong about the times, but I haven't heard anything yet. I had heard 4 to 5, 5, and then 5.30 to 7 for Soul Asylum and Brian Adams. At any rate, Clayton Anderson is going to be over during the block party at Speedway on Main Street tonight. You know, the other thing that's going down tonight as well, I believe this is the opener for the Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center season. And up at Ruoff tonight, the reason why I remember that is we gave away tickets a couple of months ago. It is Ludacris and Janet Jackson tonight up at the Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. And uh, Janet Jackson, whom, by the way, I've seen a couple of different times over my existence, is going to be up at Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center later on tonight. So there is just a ton going on. But, of course, Carb Day is the place to be. Clayton Anderson joins us coming up in a couple of minutes. I got time if you guys want to work your way in and call your shot, much like Simon Pagino did a couple of days ago on this show. You can at 239-1070. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I know you guys feel incredibly neglected today, and it's my bad on that, but you can certainly watch. That is YouTube Live inside the lounge, but J-Law's not a part of it, so I don't know what's going to be going on today. J-Law is right here. I think you need one of your own right there, J-Law. Thank you very much. 239-1070 is the number. I believe Mike is on the line right now. We'll get to your calls as they come in. Mike, thank you for the time. How are you? It's actually Macho Mike. Oh, it's Macho Mike. Mike, it is great to hear from you, my brother. What is up? First of all, Godspeed to all the drivers this weekend. Second of all, yell a quick high angel. You say hi, Angel. I'm sorry, I had a mouthful of beer right there. My bad. Hello, Angel. How are you? She wagged her ears. Thirdly, for you and everybody, tell everybody you got Macho Mike on the line. I send everybody a YMCA. <laughs> well, I may play it for him a little bit so we can do right. it. I'll do keep, that during a break. Keep, keep Teresa in your prayers and bless you and Blake and Lenny and the missus. And, and uh, like I said, God bless you all and everything. And I, I'm a Scott Dixon fan. Are you a Scott Dixon fan? There has not been a lot said about Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon is one of those in those first three rows, and it yeah. is weird that there has, Mike, not been a great deal said about and, Scott Dixon so far, and we'll see where that ends up going. And, and keep Teresa in your prayers, too, and bless you all, and take care, and uh, safe and competitive, and uh, you're special. Man, thank you, Mike. That is very kind of you right there. Macho Mike. And uh, Brian Calvert brings Dixie the Praying Dog out here all the time, too. You can see Dixie the Praying Dog is, like, infinitely more popular than I am in this show, which is absolutely awesome. Hey, Clayton, come on up here, brother. So BC's got Dixie out here. So if you want to get pictures, hey, make Dixie bark really quick, would you, BC? Oh, I love Dixie. Dixie is so awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> we love Dixie the Praying Dog right here. Go ahead and mount up here, everybody. He's going to be a part of a block party, Speedway, Main Street, a little bit later on tonight. I'm trying to figure out the configuration for that, but it should be a blast. He is country music artist Clayton Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, with us right now. Hello, Clayton. What's up? Happy Carb Day. Yeah, Come happy on. Carb day with you. It. How you doing, brother? Oh, feeling good right now. I tell you, we, we got the stage set up over on Speedway. Uh, here in the cars, here in the pit stop challenge earlier got me fired up. So uh, if you're all still sober by uh, by 6, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, come on over and hang out with us. On the, and actually, if you're not sober, come over. Just try to stand up yeah. so don't fall down. More, more drunker, the better, yes, in my that, opinion. And, unless you're like puke worthy, not sober. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah maybe stay in the back. Maybe stay in the back. wide berth from us. <laughs> then there's no doubt. All right, so how late are you guys going tonight over we're going, Speedway? We're going, I'm going to play from 8 to 10. Uh, we got bands going on at 5 o'clock. Uh, uh, Living Proof and the, the Last Alpaca local band here, so they're really cool. But uh, yeah. man, I I'm just fired up. It feels good to be back here. Nobody's right? fired up as Clayton Anderson is right now. I'm gonna tell you, I can't see him. Dixie, ready to go. Dixie the praying dog is fired up as well. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. We had Doug Bowles on to start the show, and that's where obviously some of the crowd is going off to watch Soul Asylum and Brian Adams. But this was to me when we saw it earlier among the biggest crowds I have seen out here. And a lot of people say, "Now you're just saying that. That's a bunch of BS." But no. It's true. I mean, pre-pandemic wise, uh, the 100th was kind of felt like it was crowded like this. That was the feel I had today. That's amazing. I don't know, and I, I literally just got here, but uh, all week long during practice last mm -hmm. week, Wednesday, there was a line at every gate to get in. Yeah. The cars lined up. I, I, to me, it just feels incredible. It started to feel like back in those old 90s days uh, when you couldn't even get a ticket to this place, and, and which kind of scares me because I might be on the bottom end of that if it comes back oh, yeah, to that. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you coming on Sunday, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to definitely be here. I can't. I live for it. I love the pageantry. I think there's nothing cooler. Uh, no one supports our troops. Uh, make some noise for the men and women who serve our country out there here and overseas. But uh, nobody, nobody pays honor to our, our fallen heroes like the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. No, they do. And really, the pageantry leading up to the start of the race is maybe a lot of the enjoyment that we think about. I mean, we, we go back and thinking about the flyover and the invocation, things like that. That's what makes this place extra special than what you're talking about. I cry like a baby when they play taps every time. Yeah. Every time they play taps, the hair on the back of my neck stands up. I, I got tears. It's just uh, just thinking about it, you get emotional. You know, it's just such a such a cool place. And these guys out there putting their life on the line to go 240, yeah. 240 and turn left. I'm telling you. Jeez, OP. That's uh, Clayton Anderson later on tonight is over in Speedway for the block party. Or things going for you. you mentioned to me last week that you've been in and out of Nashville doing some new things, uh, trying to, to twist it a little bit to see what you come up with. Yeah. What, what are some of these thoughts, these uh, brainstorms you have in oh, mind for man. your future here? I've been writing like crazy. I've been really fortunate to write with some of my heroes. I've been writing with David Lee Murphy a yeah, lot, which I love. That, yeah. I mean, I love him. He's like, it might be a little dust on a bottle. Any country music fans out there? Yeah. Okay, that's, that makes me feel a little bit. I know it's Carb Day. You know, not Legends Day yet. But. Beer tastes better on a Friday. You better believe it, 
does crack that barrel when we're fighting. Some of these people are going to be on the struggle bus coming up later on tonight. Oh, man, if anybody needs picked up, I'll be driving. I'll be riding right back. But you're doing some new things. You're being down in Nashville working with some new folks. Tell us about it. Yeah, we've got a great company, Visionary Media Group, behind us. And we've been so fortunate to get on the Sport Fishing Championship. They've been using our song, Show Me Your Fish. We've been in ESPN. We're all over ESPN right now with uh, the theme song for college baseball. Nice. Which is really, really cool. Where uh, Indiana State's going to be. Indiana State's on the way to Omaha, come right? On, come on. They the better Sycamores, get there. baby. Let's go. Battling Fire trees. Let's go. I tell you what, I, it's pretty cool to see, you know, yeah. old Terre Haute doing all right. So. Now, you got time to hang around for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man. I ain't going anywhere. Let's do some calls, too. Clayton's going to hang. We'll do some calls at 239-1070 because I gave you a shout-out to call in. JR is up first at 239-1070. JR, welcome to the show. What's going on, JMB? JR, I'm here with Clayton Anderson. Say hello to Clayton. Clayton, what's up, my man? Love your music. I oh, appreciate it, JR. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much. Happy, happy Carb Day. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll tell you what, before uh, qualification started and they uh, got running, I'm an A.J. Foyt fan, I put $15 down on Santino Ferrucci. I got plus 10000 so I'm going to try and turn that baby into 1500 bucks. What do you think? Well, let me tell you what. This, dude, this dude's got, not only is he talented, but he's got, he got the balls to get around here and get it done. I don't know how else to put it besides that. Uh, he doesn't care too much about anything else other than winning. And listen, part of it is having experience. But Jr. Honestly, we talked a little bit earlier this week, and there is so much about just having simple good fortune, just being in a spot where things are going down. You're not in it, or in a spot where you're free from everything else that's happening. There is so much about this Sunday race, the greatest spectacle in racing, that's about good fortune but you also have to create that and he's a guy that's capable we've seen now because aj Foyt enterprises to this point they have been known over the years as being a backmarker. and during the qualifying they were far from that they had the speed and as i mentioned i think he's got the guts to hang up there and get something done this may turn out to be a windfall bet for you jr honestly <laughs> he's gonna make a lot of money yeah, maybe you may end up making it here because right. he can hang around maybe not get too impatient hang in there i mean he's shown so far he's he's got the car how much how much would you put down how much will you win if he if he brings that home I put down $15 for him to win, and if he wins, I'll win $1,500. Man, that's so worth it right there. That is a great bet. You know what's funny? Jay, I was thinking about it in terms of this yesterday and actually brought it up. I would have thought by now, with sports wagering being so solidified in Indianapolis and in the state of Indiana, I thought that the Indy 500 would be one of those events that had more wagering than what it seems. It doesn't seem like there's a great deal of conversation revolving around that. Yeah, I uh, I wager on sports, and I don't on DraftKings. I don't see where you can really bet on IndyCar other than Indy 500 because I've looked on there, and at least I don't find it. So, um, lastly, I'll just say I've heard a lot of these drivers say that Indy Indy kind of picks the driver, and I really feel like this year AJ getting up in age, his wife unfortunately passed away this a uh, couple months ago. I just think it's 
I just think it's their time. So let's hope it comes true. No, I, I mean, li- listen, I know you're rooting for it for that $1,500 payout, but no, JR, seriously, the way you think about it, that's that's logical, Clayton. That's great for IndyCar. I think I think AJ Foyd running up at the front is great for IndyCar, great yeah. for the sport, great for Indianapolis. Great to have that big name, and I love seeing the smile on his face down there in pit road. Me too. That's Clayton Anderson with us. Mike is at 239-1070, live from Pagoda Plaza. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing good, thanks. Um, good to see Clayton and, and you, John. I see uh, Litzy in the crowd and J-Law. It's just a great show. Wanted to say thanks and uh, wish we could be out there. You guys are doing let it. Me, let me awesome tell you like this, you Mike. Litzy and, J-Law, Litzy and J-Law are superstars. You know what? These guys are, are superstars. better than me. They're better than me. They made it out. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are absolutely flat superstars. Where's that jungle they, juice they at? They are. All right. Thank hey, you, Mike, thank you very much for the call. Have a great weekend. Hopefully we'll see you out here on Sunday. You will for sure. I'll see you then, John. And Mike, thank you very much. Oh, you're looking for the steak pit juice. My man BC over there has got that locked and loaded for you. How much? How much of that can you take in before a show like tonight? Oh, you know, if I'm professional, we'll, we'll be all right. <laughs> I think you if you're get professional, little, you got to do you gotta, it more than you gotta, what you do. Yeah, you got to get a little lubed up. You know what's crazy though? Talking about that gambling side of it, we tried to bring Bet MGM. They're just such a behemoth of a company. They try to get them to move, but I, I'm working on them for next. I'm trying to get them involved in. I, just, them, I thought by it, now there would be more yeah. of a presence. And USAC, I was talking to Kevin Miller, president of USAC Racing earlier. He said that they're going to be able to bet. He thinks by you, you, they got to get about 30, 30 states, and yeah. he said they're going to get that probably by the BC thirty nine. So they'll be they'll be. Oh, here we go, boys! I told you the snake pits out there right now. <laughs> but I think I think they're going to they got to they got to come in and bet on this thing. This is the biggest spectacle in racing, the biggest sporting event in the world. Yeah. It's crazy they're not. Well, I mean, you, you make me thank you very much, BC. You Cheers make so much. You. you make a lot of money out of everything else. It seems like. Cheers, Cheers to Clayton Anderson right there. It seems like that this would be one thing you would do as well. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. Clayton's going to stay. Again, Clayton Anderson is not too far away later on tonight. He's over on Main Street. It is a block party in Speedway. Stumble he will on be over. headlining. Stumble on over. He's stumbling <laughs> on over coming up later on this evening. There's a drink. My man's got a drink in the air right there. All right, let's take a break, and we shall return. Clayton Anderson does as well. Kyle Kirkwood still to come. Your calls at 239-1070. We are celebrating Carb Day 2023 in Pagoda Plaza, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. It takes him a second to get on the stool because he's under five feet tall. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. We are back at Pagoda Plaza. Thank you very much for joining us. Soul Asylum underway up in turn three right now. Dave Perner and the gang from Minneapolis, Minnesota doing it up. Precursor to Brian Adams, who is the headliner. Clayton Anderson's got a block party going on at Speedway tonight. Clayton rejoins us. Now, you mentioned that Brian Adams is probably going to, to do it upright. You know, and he's got that song from 1985, that duet he did with Tina Turner, who passed away, unfortunately, two days ago at the age of 83. I bet he makes something incredibly special out of that oh, in a yeah. dedication to Absolutely. Him. He's gone. He's definitely going to. I, I tell you what, I'm still shocked. I don't know what I was shocked more about her passing because I was such a huge fan. And I mean, we cover we yep. cover rolling on the river a lot, but uh, 
uh, I couldn't believe she was that old. Yeah. I mean, I, she was I, just out there in a miniskirt a couple a couple well, years ago on tour. She, she came back with What's Love Got to Do With It in 1984 and just a, a string, it was a hit maker thereafter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's where you kind of think somebody kickstarts their career. But as you mentioned, um, with Ike Turner, they started in the late 60s, early 70s. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. But I, like you, thought, man, 83 years of age. Wow. Because she looks great. She She looked looked phenomenal. Looked phenomenal. But uh, what a great performer. We lost a a good one with her. But, yeah, I can't wait to see what he does. I've always been a big fan of that Robin Hood soundtrack. Yeah. Back in the day, the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. That's going to be a good show. I'm more of an 80s Brian Adams with the album Reckless. Oh, yeah. Run to You. And then I mentioned the duet with Tina Turner. Um, just a, in, so many catalog songs that people remember instantaneously. And you know this as a performer, man, that is so important to have that crowd be able to sing along oh. and know every word, every note of your song. It's cool as crap. I mean, there's nothing cooler than up there singing something that you wrote that's resonating with all these people that are resonating somewhere, one way or the other, and they're out there singing it back to you. That's it's the coolest thing possible. All right, so uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier you're spending a lot of time in Nashville. Obviously, you're doing the show coming up tonight. A lot of time in Nashville. What, what's the uh, the thought process moving forward? For oh, you? we're gonna we're gonna try to come out. We got some new music coming out. We're gonna try to do a bunch of collaborations coming up. Uh, trying to grow our social media. It's, it's the game has changed so much right now. And but uh, we got a huge show coming up at CMA Fest next uh, in two weeks. We we go from this weekend to the Lake of the Ozarks yeah. to then CMA Fest, and I'm probably going to, I hope that I'm still living. <laughs> but, well, yeah, that's I don't know solid. too we, much about Lake of the Ozarks, but I've heard stories. Oh my gosh, that's the wildest time. You, it, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. It's not as wild as turn three, but it's, it's pretty dang wild. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's, um, there's like a Lake Mineral on steroids yeah, type of deal. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, put it, put it, uh, put about five times on top of that. And I've yeah. had some good times out on Lake Monroe. I called you one time out you there. All yeah, well, up. I mean, you and the golfer. Guy. Yeah, Jeff Overton. Yeah, Jeff Overton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the greatest sports interview of all time. Well, yeah, and I, and you, you can tell that Overton was uh, a little hammered yeah. at the time when he called in. Yeah. He's probably one of the more hammered guests that we've ever had. You know, in, in terms of hammered guests, he's right up there with Reggie Wayne. Really, Reggie? Reggie Wayne. When he was still the wide receiver of the Colts, once upon a time called into the show, I was at the then Moondog Tavern oh, yeah. up on the yeah. north side of Indy. I remember that He one. called in, and he started um, singing um, that Jamie Foxx song. Can you see me, buddy? Um, I don't think it was. That's the Kanye West yeah. one where he does. Oh, yeah. But he started singing a Jamie Foxx song, <laughs> and he goes, as you can tell right now, I'm just not all with it. And I said, you not being with it makes it with it right here. So he, he, he along with Jeff Overton, would be at the top of the list of maybe most hammered callers into this show of all time. It was impressive. And pro athletes, man, they're just on another level, you know? <laughs> whatever, man. It's whatever. Because I'm going to call in your show, and I'm going to be all hammered and uh, whatever. So that's uh, Clayton Anderson, everybody, over in Speedway again. Tell everybody about the times in which they can check you out on stage, block party and Speedway on Main Street. The music starts at 5 o'clock. It ends at about 11 o'clock. We've got a lot of special guests. We've got a lot of pals coming out, going to get up on stage and sing with us. So come hang, come have a good time. we got food trucks everything so we're just going we're just trying to have a little fun how, how late, how late were you go this evening till 11 o'clock or until 
As long as everybody's still standing. <laughs> I don't know. I hope maybe 10. It's, it's going to be over by 11 for sure, but we'll probably play it about 1030. Now, and then uh, then you're off to Lake of the Ozarks. you got a lot more to do after that, correct? Yeah, yeah we're, we're here all weekend, though. We're, we're firing a backup on Saturday. Tomorrow, we're firing a backup and having a parking lot party in the USAC parking lot building. And uh, so if you're still out here mingling around, if you're waking up and need to shake off this Saturday scaries out there in the Coke lot, you can stroll down to Main Street no. Speedway and hang out with us. I think us. we all need that right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Clayton Anderson, if you guys are done here a little bit later, let's all go to Main Street together. Cheer on Clayton Anderson for a great show and the block party over in Speedway. Country music artist Clayton Anderson, everybody. Thank Good you, to see you. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Clayton cheers. Anderson. Cheers, everybody. From Clayton Anderson. Let us take a break and we shall return. Five o'clock hour includes somebody that's in the field of 33. Kyle Kirkwood will join us coming up in the five o'clock hour. That and a lot more. Pagoda Plaza again. Soul Asylum underway. Brian Adams about set to get underway over in the third turn. Carb Day 2023. We got you covered. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Well, wait just a minute. Did anybody f- knock anymore? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, crank it up right there. Again, I want to play this back in. My apologies to Mike Wells, who we kind of juggled around because of the live schedule today. Mike, my bad. We'll get Mike back on from ESPN Radio coming up next week. If you guys have watched Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live, thank you very much. As long as you're hanging in as well. Thank you. Block Party coming up in August down at TCU Amphitheater. That will feature Drew Hill. SWV and Jodeci, number 9 to 239-1070. We'll get tickets to go to that block party featuring SWV, Drew Hill, and Jodeci, number 9 to 239-1070. We'll go and check that out. We are in Pagoda Plaza right now, having a great time here. Now, again, concert going on right now. Soul Asylum may be wrapping up, and then Brian Adams will take to the stage out in turn number three. And we just talked to Clayton Anderson, who's a part of the block party. That block party in Speedway tonight is underway right after the concert here ends. And you can go check out Clayton Anderson and Speedway coming up later on this evening. And if you go, just yell at him, JMV sucks, or JMV told me to go, or whatever. And in fact, I'm going to slide by there for a little bit as well, so hopefully we will see you out there. I did want to give a couple of shout-outs, too, and BC is going to join me in a second, because everybody, the most popular subject matter out here today is Dixie the Praying Dog, and that is awesome. We love Dixie. Dixie, give us a little shout there, Dixie. There you go. Thank you, Dixie. But I, yesterday I did a tavern tour stop, right? I did it up at Eddie Sports Pub. I did it at Eddie Sports Pub in Noblesville. A shout-out to Pat up there, Eddie Sports Pub. And I met a guy named Sterling Cringe, and I told him, <laughs> I told Sterling Cringe uh, that I would talk about his product. You can see it here to the right of me on our table. It's called Floral Beverages. Floral Beverages. And it's located here in Indy. 
Uh, they grow their own hemp, process the product, and they have in-house beverages for you. You're obviously going to be 21 plus for this. Uh, this is a zero-calorie alcoholic beverage right here, and uh, you can check it out from the farm to the fridge. It's called Floral. And in many different flavors, and I don't know if he told me to do this, but I will. Sterling Cridge is his name. You can go to Cridge at trifloral.com. That's Cridge at trifloral.com. And check out this product for yourself. And I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Sterling, who's a big listener to the show and who spent the time to come out yesterday and uh, give me a shout and a little info regarding his product. Again, that's C Cridge. That's S-C-R-I-D-G-E at trifloral.com. If you want to know a little bit more about the product, and it is fantastically awesome. And if you're out here in Pagoda Plaza, you can check it up once again to the right of me. Speedway President Doug Bowles with us a little bit earlier. That podcast 1075thefan.com. Turn number four, the voice of the Pacers, Chris Denary, for 22 years, Dixie. He's been in turn number four with incredible finishes. Chris joined us a little bit earlier. Chris Hagan of Fox 59 was here. Uh, Clayton Anderson also was here, too, who's going to be playing over in Speedway on Main Street coming up later on tonight. Dixie, the, pra- the praying dog, is here. And uh, BC, that's Brian Calvert, is... I don't know if you ever want to call it the owner. It seems like... I'm our chauffeur. Yeah, the chauffeur. It's not ownership Agent, whatsoever. chauffeur, bodyguard. Um, Dixie is the headliner beyond a shadow of a doubt here. You and you and uh, Hagen had your picture taken more today because of Dixie than you had there's in your no whole doubt life. I told Hagen, man, he's a single dude. Right. He needs to, like, rock and roll he with Dixie follow, everywhere. Yeah. He needs to follow me and Dixie around a little bit. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Yeah. How long have you been going around? Because you guys have done some cool stuff, right? You got... TV stuff, TV opportunities for Dixie. A little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we filmed a TV show for Amazon Prime back in yep. 2020 with uh, Lindsey Vaughn was the host. It's called The Pack. It's like the amazing race with dogs. We went to uh, eight different countries in 54 days, seeing the world. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. She's been in four movies since then. We just filmed a sequel to one of the movies with uh, called The Mayberry Man. Yeah. We filmed uh, five episodes. It's going to be a TV series now with Alan Tur Jr. in it, our friend Alan Tur Jr., so uh, it's going to come out in September, I guess. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. Uh, next weekend, we got the Miracle Ride for Raleigh Children's Hospital. We're going to be leading around town. A lot going on, man. With this dog, it's never ending. Dixie the Praying Dog. Uh, and what kind of dog is Dixie? She's a blue tick coonhound. And was this the thought you had when, man, you, know, when you had Dixie? So 2012, I had a house fire. All three of my dogs died in it. And then shortly after that, I was about killed in a hunting accident. I fell off a tree. And then my dad died. So I'm like, man, somebody's trying to tell me something. You need to do something positive. So instead of sulking, I came up with an idea to get a dog to help people with. And 2015, she was born. I got her in January of 2016. And I trained her to be a... Just train your obedience. Do you do the training dog. for? I trained her. Wow. To be, and Indiana Working Dogs helped me a lot, too. Um, I trained her to be a therapy dog. I wanted to help people. So we started helping Indy Honor Flight out. That was our first organization. And I taught her how to pray next to the veterans yeah. for a photo. Man, it just blew up. Then then Hollywood come calling in 2019 and 2020. We filmed the Amazon series, and off we went. It's been nonstop ever since. I've literally lived off of this girl's appearance money and social media really? money since December. I know that you do. Hi, Dixie. How you doing? It's such an incredibly well-behaved dog. Now, how did you learn to train? 
I just, watched, just something you just learned I, on the I fly? I watched a lot of videos, man. A lot of videos, and uh, I, I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. You know, any dog can do this. You just got to put them in situations that, to be able to do this. So, so since, you, since she was nine weeks old, I've been bringing her to the Speedway just for the loud noises and that stuff. Uh, Roger Penske was one of the first people to ever see her out here. I've got pictures with him. We just met him again a couple weeks ago, and he knew who she was, came up to her. And you can see all that on our social media, Dixie the Praying Dog. At, I mean, it's yeah. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's, all, it's everywhere. So all kinds of cool videos on there, man. And everything is family-friendly that we do. <laughs> everything. That's incredible. Dixie the Praying Dog. Again, how old is Dixie? Dixie just turned – she's seven this year. Wow. Yep. Well, I've, I've known you for a long time. I, I knew you before Dixie was around. Yep. but. It, it is cool to see the work that Dixie does with our veterans. And we talked about this, you know, this weekend in this race, there is so much about the recognition, you know, with yeah, it's Memorial Me Day weekend it's Memorial and Day veterans weekend. too. And, and uh, Dixie is a, a perfect role this for is that the, out here. Yeah, this is the weekend to remember the, the men and women who gave their life for our country. Yeah. That's what Memorial Day is. It's not Veterans Day where we, we, yeah. we celebrate the veterans that are with us now. We celebrate yeah. the veterans who gave all for us. That's what this weekend's about. That's why I love the Speedway and what they do for our veterans on this weekend. I mean, this is the biggest sporting event in the world. And the, most, the biggest thing they do here is honor our veterans. And that means a lot to us. And we want to thank Mr. Penske for, for, for doing all what he does for our veterans and helping us, letting us do what we do, too. So you've done movies, right? And movies, you got started in that. TV series. So what, what's coming up next with Dixie? Man, I would love to have our own TV series at some point. <laughs> I've got some feelers out there, you know, with another guy that was on the TV series with us. He's a, him and his dog are professional surfers. Kentucky and Derby, California. They surf in San Diego in dog competitions. I would love to get with them and uh, the four of us tour the country and just have a camera crew and film everything that we do. Is, I mean, it, everybody would love it. You know, it's all positivity. It's seeing seeing us do cool stuff. You know, she knows rock stars, yeah. movie stars, all that. Just seeing dogs. Like, who, who are some of the stars that, that Dixie's been involved with? So we were in L.A. in November filming the sequel to The Mayberry Man. We got invited to the Ronnie James Dio Cancer Fund. <laughs> she walked the red carpet with Jack Black. <laughs> Uh, Tyler Connolly from Theory of a Dead Man was there. He he, yeah. he loves dogs. Jack, Jack Black's hanging out with Jack Dixie, Black. Huh? You know, yeah. uh, uh, Lita Ford. You yeah. know, uh, Lorraine Lewis was our casting agent for the Amazon series. We're really good friends with her. Whenever Vixen comes to town, you know, they they invite us to come up on stage. Jackal, the guys from Jackal, she drives her Jeep on stage with them. But it's just amazing, just trying to help people. You know, yeah. That all that other stuff's a bonus. But helping people with helping the veterans and helping sick kids like we do with Riley for next yeah. week for the Miracle Ride, that's why she's here. The other stuff is a bonus. Getting to know the, the race car drivers here at Indy and the movie stars and the rock stars, that's a bonus. It's all about helping veterans and kids. That's what we're about. Is there ever a day, and Brian Calvert joins us, he and Dixie the Praying Dog, who has been out here and been the star of the stage so far. Is there ever a day when Dixie just goes, you know what, I'm not really down with this program? She, she's getting older, so definitely at the honor flight, she's starting to, hey, Dad, I'm kind of, hey, let's go home, one of yeah. those type of deals. But and then I like, tell, Can you tell right now, is Dixie getting a little bit tired? No, no she's good. She's yeah. uh, Now that she's in the shade a little bit, right. she's good sitting on your table. If you, people can't see us, home she's sitting on the on our table right. up here you know so right. once if i keep her keep her cool she's pretty good i don't want her in the direct sunlight but uh she'll let me know when she's she's done and ready wait, to wait, go. Wait, what how's that she'll she'll be like like she was out there when it was real hot on the on yeah. the pause she was like dad let's get out of here so i set her up up here and she'll let me know <laughs> she'll let me know. i mean everybody loves dixie, dixie, dixie out there tell them dixie tell them tell them 
Tell him. Tell him. I'm ready to be told, Tell Dixie. Him. There you go. Good girl. I'm ready to be told. She'll right let there. me know. You know, I don't want this dog to do anything she doesn't want to do. Yeah. So that's why we still track animals mm-hmm. in, in hunting seasons. That's what she's born to do. She loves kids, which is why she's a good therapy dog. And she loves veterans. She loves being around people. The more people, the better. People seen us walking down the grid yeah. during the uh, pit stop challenge. I mean, there was, what, 90,000 people yeah. out here today. And she's just walking around like, hey, I know everybody. Let's, you know, you can pet me. Let's, let's do our thing. So she's such a good dog. You can only train these dogs to do so much. A lot of it is just it, what she does on her own, you know. I can't train her to see a kid and go up to a kid and give him a kiss. That's yeah. just what she does. She loves people. She loves kids. So I'm, I'm very blessed to have a dog like this. That is awesome right there. Everybody, that is Dixie, the praying dog. Brian Calvert, kind of a duo right there. But Dixie is incredibly popular, man. Thanks for all that you do coming out and hanging with us. Well, we love Appreciate your that more than you know. We love your show, man. We always, I always have. Um, you're the best show in Indy. Oh, I mean, man, that's very between, nice of you to say. Sport, it may be incredibly untrue, but it's very no, nice it's, of you to it's say. It's the truth, man, between sports <laughs> and just pop culture and just everyday life. We try to work in a lot of fun. You, it's just like today yeah, is a little bit yeah. different. People are going, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, why aren't you talking about sports talk this and sports talk that? Well, we do, but this is more about everybody around here. This is like a community day for us yeah, yeah. out here, and this, this is what I love to do more than anything else. This kicks off our summer. The Indianapolis 500 is bigger than sports. This yeah. is this is bigger than the Super. This is the biggest sporting event, biggest event in the world. This is it. Our city revolves around this, and that's what makes our city great, and that's what makes Hoosiers great. It is. That's Brian Calvert, everybody. Dixie, the praying dog, tell him. Tell him, with Dixie. us. One more time. Tell him. Tell him. Come on. Tell him. Tell, tell me, him. Dixie. Tell him, Dixie. I'm ready to be told. I think Dixie responds to me a little bit right she there. She, she loves you. Nothing wrong with that. She loves you. Thank you, BC. Appreciate hey, you. Thanks for always having us. You got it, We love you. That's a Brian Calvert and Dixie, the praying dog right there. Pagoda Plaza. Dixie has been a fan favorite out here so far. We'll close here this segment with a couple of calls if we can. James at 239-1070. Chris is up next today. Chris, thanks for joining the show, brother. How are you? Well, my name is Chris Hagen, John, and from oh, uh, Dixie Hagen. the Praying Dog to oh. Hagen the Drinking Man, I want to tell you you're that I don't feel bad about I'm leaving wrong. your show because I'm over here by the stage, and this place is absolutely packed and ready to rock with Brian Adams. So are you going to tell me that I was wrong? Was I wrong about the times? I think you might be right and wrong. It looks like Brian will go on here at 5.30, and there's no way he only plays at 6. So I'm guessing 5.30 to 7 will be his set. But we just got through with Soul Asylum, and they, they did not disappoint. But let me tell you what. We talked about earlier about getting back to pre-pandemic numbers, and it is absolutely loaded. Everybody having fun. Uh, everybody in uh, peace and harmony. It's like Woodstock. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You guys going to wait on me out there? You going to direct me to you? I'm going to drop a pen, as the kids say in the phone. I'm going to drop a pen, and you could come to me. But, yeah, we're over here stage right. You don't need a pass, John. Your face is your pass around here. You just walk up, yes. and either they'll think you're Chris Hagen or they'll think you're JMV. By the way, I got three JMVs on the walkover, so I hope you like that. But here we are, and you got time to make it over here. Just shut down the show. Uh, just put up some bars and tone and go from there. That is so awesome. Chris Hagen with a live update from turn number three right now with Brian. So Brian Adams has yet to hit the stage, correct? 
Yeah, they're doing all that stuff where, like, the guy walks out there and he kind of looks at the guitar, and now he's, like, he's standing by the drums, and sometimes people get confused and think he's part of the band and they cheer for, like, the roadie. But, yeah, it looks like everything is in order. Everything is prepared. The only thing missing is one J&B. All right, so should I care? I don't know where my kid is. Should I worry about that? No, Blake's a grown man. He knows what he's doing. Uh, like I said, everybody's cool. I've, I've not seen any scuffles. I haven't heard any raised voices. Well, the only thing is you gotta you got to walk your butt over here. And, I mean, you, you know, what's great about the track is that even though you're far away from the stage, you can still hear the music. So just start walking toward the greatest hits of the 80s and 90s of Brian Adams, and you'll find your way here. But I think I think you still got some time. And I, I bet if you get over here right when the show ends, you'll have plenty of time to hear the uh, – the top number one hits from the, uh, the from back in the day. You got it, buddy. Chris Hagan, I'll see you over there coming up in just a little bit. Thanks for the update. All right, man. See you in a minute. That is uh, Chris Hagan of Fox 59 with that update right there. And, again, I want to give a quick shout-out of thanks to everybody that was out here. I love coming out. And you know this. I love doing live remotes and coming out and seeing everybody. And uh, much like today, this day is very special to me. So thank you all for coming out and hanging. And uh, here's hoping that uh, you guys have a great rest of the carb day and a great uh, rest of the race day weekend. Still to come on this show, Kyle Kirkwood will be here. He's got some speed. We'll see what he can do coming up on Sunday. We'll talk with him about that. We're live in Pagoda Plaza in what has been a big day so far and continues up next. The Lounge via YouTube Live, the J AMV takeover tomorrow night from 6 until whenever I feel like leaving and you stop calling on B105.7 and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back after this. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Well, we're waiting. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Joining us now, the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. He is once again a part of the greatest spectacle in racing, row five with Andretti. He's in a Honda, and Kyle Kirkwood joins us now. Hello, Kyle. How are you? Good. How are you? I guess I want to double back to last weekend. Were you satisfied with what you and your team did to get you into row five? Obviously, you're always pushing for more, but what was your thoughts when this weekend was said and done? I mean, we we uh, we executed super well on, on qualifying day. We just really didn't have the outright pace that we expected to have based on our fast Friday and our multiple runs uh, throughout the week. I'm not. We're kind of scratching our heads a little bit why that is, but we ultimately, I mean, we're we're fast. You know, we're extremely fast, especially in race race trip, um, and that's what matters. You know, qualifying is is super important for this race, but at the same time, it's better to have a good race car than a good qualifying car. So uh, we're happy. We executed well over the weekend. We're happy with with 15th based on our pace um, that we started off with. We constantly went faster every time we went out which is something that not many people can say that they did um in qualifying so we're happy with that we're happy with our race car we kind of solidified everything on on monday that we already knew um so we're, we're in a good spot heading into the weekend 
He is from Andretti Autosport. Kyle Kirkwood is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I know that you cannot make a relation or a connection from Long Beach, for example, to Indy at all. But in terms of your level of confidence, how much of a boost was that when you go back to that win at Long Beach? And is that a confidence boost for you as a driver that can have carryover, even if you know the car and the track and the circumstances don't at all mirror Long Beach to Indy? Well, I mean, at the yeah, it, it does. It does help. Obviously, it's so much different racing on street course versus an oval, right, or any road or street course compared to an yeah. oval. But at the same time, you know, you're a race-winning caliber team and driver, and it's it's a confidence boost for the driver, but it's also a massive confidence boost for the team. Right. You know, because we feel like we're race-winning capable um, between all of us on the 27 crew. So uh, that's important. That's important to have that kind of aura around you because um, momentum brings a lot of things in, in racing, and hopefully we can – continue that trait that we've had we've been fast all year long we've been fast in all the races so um and there's no reason why we shouldn't be this weekend that's why i was interested too because how much of a boost was that for you and your teammates coming off of that win in long beach you know i mean it it was it was a great i mean it was a great weekend for the entire team right we finished first second and fourth which can't i mean the only thing better is you finish first second and third and and have that fourth car somewhere up in there in the mix too but there's not many teams that can say that they finished three cars in the top five this year. Um, or I think that there might be only one other team that can say that. So it's, uh, we had a really good weekend at Long Beach. We needed that. We've been solid all year long. We just couldn't get the execution right um, in a couple of the first races. So it was nice to have that third race and, and get it done there um, because I kind of felt like we shook the monkey off our back for for a period of time, you know, and, and that helped us into Barber and NDGP, and it helps us into this weekend as well. He is Cal Kirkwood of Andretti Autosport with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. How has it been being a part of this team with, you know, those that are with you, your teammates as well, being advised by Michael Andretti? How's the experience been for you so far? It's been amazing, and, and I'm probably the least experienced driver, probably me and Devlin are at least, um, when it comes to the Indy 500 and, and setting up a car at this place and, and whatnot. Um, so it's been super helpful having drivers that, that have, uh, I mean, a cumulative of five Indy 500 wins um, between Elio and Simon that are kind of under our umbrella with Meyer Shank. And um, all the experience across Michael, my engineer, who's won Indy 500, um, and... I mean, there's just, there's just so much knowledge, right? And they've made me feel super comfortable in the position that I'm in. Not a stressful environment at all, um, which is important for, for myself and uh, for the entire team in general. So it's been a, it's a, been a great atmosphere between all of us. Um, we've made a lot of headway this, this past, these past few weeks. And, um, yeah, so it's, uh, everything's gone super well. It's uh, Kyle Kirkwood with us. You've won on every level leading up to IndyCar and where you are right now. And obviously we talked about you winning uh, over a month ago at Long Beach. This is your expectation, isn't it, to be a driver at this level? And, and I know that, you, again, the confidence, you don't get here without the confidence, and obviously we've seen your success. But this is all from a driving standpoint and from your individual standpoint, stuff that you expected out of you all along, isn't it? 
I mean, I think I think any driver that's in the series can say the same thing, right? Is you're you're kind of you're in this to win a race, and that that's what you kind of expect, and that's what you hope for. Um, it's nice that we got that first win, you know, and and my expectations became true, and um, that's that's the trait that it's con- going to continue to be. Is um, there anything like the lead-up experience and then that first lap or two and getting used to your, your car and the greatest spectacle in racing? Can you tell the folks out there exactly what that feels like, especially from a very younger standpoint that you have? Yeah, you know, the, the coolest thing about the Indy 500 to me, um, apart from the driving side, is the pre-race ceremonies. When you're standing on grid and there's, and it's really not the roar of the people. It's actually the silence of everyone when they play taps and and you have the prayer and the national anthem with the flyover. Um, that that whole part of the event is is incredible to me. Um, and it's just so cool. You, you can't you TV doesn't do it justice, right? If you're here for it, you kind of get to feel the energy of everyone. And, and for me, it's it's that silence of, of 300,000 people for a period of time. So that's something that's just so cool about the Indy 500. Going into that first turn, does it look like you're just going to be swallowed up by all the people? That has to be uh, yeah, you know, really when weird. When you first go out, right, because yeah. we an entire month where they only allow uh, certain places for, for fans to go to, um, and then you go out to the first lap, for the Indy 500, and, and the straightaway feels narrow on the front straight especially because there's fans filled in on either side and kind of the vibrant yeah. colors of everyone wearing different T-shirts changes, like, your your view on the corners and on the straight, and, and it gives you, like, a weird depth perception. You get used to it after the first few laps, and on the warm-up laps, you, you're kind of – you kind of, rethi- I guess, rethink it and kind of understand the, uh, the depth perception of it. But it does change some things when you first go out there because you're like, wow, it feels, it feels narrow now. you got a lot of eyes on you. So it, uh, it changes things for, for that first, uh, first few laps. How long does it take you to get used to it? Um, you know, I mean, last year it was kind of after the start. Uh, after the start, then you, you focus back on what you're supposed to do. But those first few warm-up laps and parade laps, um, it makes you uh, you, you kind of look around, right, and yeah. you see all the fans, and it's, and it's super cool. Because, I mean, that's a, that's a moment that I feel like many of us drivers take in, right, is to acknowledge how many people are there and how big of an event and how important how much history there is behind this event. And that's that's part of it when when you go out there and you see how many people are filled inside the stands around a two and a half mile circuit. You know, it's there's no there's no seat untaken, so it's a uh, it's it's a big super cool part of, of this race. He is Kyle Kirkwood of Andretti Autosport with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So Ed Carpenter is a friend of mine, and he always tells me that he tries to really shut everything down. He's got a weekend routine, race weekend routine, where he shuts everything down at one time, blocks out absolutely everything. Do you do the same? Is there a point where you shut everything down and your focus is getting rest and concentrating on that race? Yeah, I mean, that's an important part of it, right? It's getting in the right mindset for the race, and, and I feel like most of us drivers do that. I try and avoid most most things an hour out of any event, uh, including the 500. It's hard to do, right, because yeah. you usually have obligations and media events, and you got people wanting to get interviews with you and, and whatnot before you get into the car. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing for me is just 
honing in on what you need to do as a driver and being there with your team. Um, usually I try and just only talk to my team members, which is the crew that's on, on my car. Um, we kind of have a strategy in place and talk to your engineering strategist, whatnot. Usually that's the group that I kind of focus around um, when you're about an hour out before an event always. Yeah, it's funny, too, because they do. People do want to hear from you. People want interviews and such. And while you, you see this across the board now in really every form of racing, but it's just different, it would seem to me, in preparation for the Indy 500. It would seem like if your mind's not right, the rest of you is not going to be right. That's kind of how I think about it. Is that how it's felt to you so far? Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, you never like to go into a race and you feel like, man, I, I haven't focused enough. Right because you've been so busy with other things, right? Usually things don't go well, and, it's, and it's, it might be a little bit of a placebo thing, right, where you're like, oh, I haven't focused enough, and then you go out there and have that in the back of your mind. Um, so it's important to get that, that, that space for a period of time just to, uh, whether it's placebo or not, um, kind of just get you in the right mindset. Hey, this is the first time placebo's ever been mentioned on this show. This is a hell of a moment we're celebrating right here. Well done, <laughs> Kyle Kirkwood of Andretti Autosport. He is um, he is with us. Um, what, do you, what do you do? All right, so like today, I know you do a lot of interviews. You've probably got uh, appearances to make. Uh, what do you do leading up to, obviously, carb day and that final preparation and then on, on Saturday? How do you handle well, things when you're not working? Well, today is uh, actually community day, so me – Colton, Roman, we all went to um, an elementary school nearby. Oh, cool. Went, okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You went to, uh, yeah, I, I, where was it? I forget where you went now. Yeah. Yeah, Chapel Glen Elementary. There's yes. about 300 kids there, and we, we did some activities with them. We raced around on some little scooters and uh, built some little model cars with them and did some trivia stuff with them. So it, it was good fun. It's, it's cool to do that stuff, right? I mean, it's easier than than our uh, normal job where we're staring at computers and trying to be precise in a car that's doing 240 miles per hour so that, that's the fun part of it it's, it's cool to give back and see all the kids and create some excitement um for people that are going to be fans uh, hopefully the rest of their lives how much time do you spend in the uh simulating system as a driver on, on tons of time as much time as we get we usually i, I want to say we do close to 10 days a year in the HPD sim, which wow. is the one most drivers use that that are Honda drivers, and those days consist of 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. where you're constantly running a simulator. Your eyes are burning by the end of, of that day, no doubt, and you're, you get really tired from running a sim, probably more so than actually driving the real car just because you're staring at a computer, um, more or less. So it's uh, a lot of assets then, but it's also a lot of sim work within the team, right? I mean, they're doing constant simulation stuff on their computers, and they're running sims based on crazy things. I don't really even know how it works. I'm not an engineer, but um, they're constantly running sims, and it requires a ton of data and a lot of brain power to, to get it done. But, no, w- within us as drivers, we, we do a lot of days, and usually it's around 10, 10 a year so. You get most tracks in. Hey, Kyle, before I let you go, do they does a simulator throw like major malfunctions your way that you have to deal with, and do they do the same thing with your crew as far as the possibilities are concerned? Well, you try and minimize that, right? And you recognize what are errors and what aren't errors. Okay. Um, so it's um, 
every once in a while you'll get something that is inaccurate, but usually it's taught before we we believe it. So it's um, it's important to have good people around that that understand when things are true and false. That's that's awesome. It's Kyle Kirkwood right there, road number five, Andretti Autosport. Uh, kind enough to join us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. For you and your team, hey, go get them coming up on Sunday. Cannot wait to watch you. And uh, here's hoping that we talk to you on the other side as the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500 uh, race winner. But it's fantastic conversation, Kyle. I appreciate it very much. No worries. Thank you, guys. You got it. Thank you. Kyle Kirkwood right there on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Good dude. Very young. Still working through that experience, but obviously has won on every level in which he has ever raced. So incredibly successful to this point. 24-year-old Kyle Kirkwood, row number five. Greatest spectacle in racing. More to come. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline. Adam Driver, the actor, is uh, going to wave the green flag coming up for the 107th running of the greatest spectacle in racing. Let's bring on, I love this conversation before the race every time this time of year, the four-time champion, Meyer Shank Racing. It is Elio Castroneves. Hello, Elio. How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Everybody doing okay? I am doing great now that I have you on here. This is like a rite of passage going into a 500 is having you on the show with the week leading up and talking to you about things because you brighten up everybody's world, honestly. Well, I appreciate that comment. It's great to be back on the show. And, uh, yeah, we're here now in Indianapolis. We're ready to go. And, oh, man, I can't just wait. What is um a Tuesday leading up? to the 500 like for you you had practice obviously yesterday but what's the tuesday like for you elio well right now we're doing a lot of media you know um, having a conversation with you guys and uh, other uh, folks as well which is great promoting the race uh, reminder that uh, sunday we're going to be on track and we're going to have a good time so yeah it and, and then obviously still working with engineers as well it's not only about the media, everybody's working at the at the shop, at the garage, and uh, we want to make sure the last practice that we're gonna have at uh, at the basically Friday carburetion day is the last time you want to try some things. And yeah, we we want to make sure the car is perfect. You guys have meetings and prepare you and uh, your staff, the engineers, and prepare and, and kind of brainstorm about you know make up a list about things that that you think you should try to be doing to your car. And and if so, what was at the top of your list coming away from this weekend? Well, right now this weekend it feels like it. Parsons changed a little bit of the compound and the construction of the left rear. It's more like technical parts, and uh, we're just trying to uh, limit a little bit of the other uh, the vibration that we have sometimes after certain amount of laps. And uh, we want to make sure when it comes to the the, the, the day of the race, uh, the heat won't be affecting as much this issue. And I think uh, everybody's in the same boat, but we want to make sure we're better than everybody else. So Elio Castor Nevis with us. What year was it when you felt you had the best car? And was that a championship race winning year for you? You know, interesting you mentioned that. Um, I have a several scenarios that the car was absolutely incredible. Um, 
2003, it was a rocket ship. I mean, nobody could beat me, but unfortunately, it did. It was my teammates, you defend where we ended up finished second. It was under little different circumstances. And uh, 2017, I had a phenomenal car. Uh, but Honda was a little bit stronger than the Chevy that year, and unfortunately finished second as well. But I tell you what, 2021, my car was pretty, pretty darn good, and um, at least we were able to accomplish that as well. So it was three years that we had a, a, a incredible cars um, and amazing, as you can see, not all, not because you have the fastest car or the best car that sometimes you're going to come out the winner. It's uh, Elio Castroneves, the four-time champion on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Is it more difficult for, for you and your team to sustain when you know at the start of a race, Elio, you have a great car or to come up with the means in which to adjust to take this car to the level in which you expect to a higher level? What's more difficult to do, that during the race or to maintain that from the beginning of the race on? Well, remember, you know, sometimes you practice, and, and the last practice will be Friday, um, but it's two days before the race. <laughs> sometimes you come back and the car is like, oh, the wind is different, the car is, uh, the temperature is different, and then all of a sudden you have to readjust. The best, best, best way is, when you don't have to do any adjustments, then you know the car was going to do. But it's, it's, it happens, but it doesn't. So, But even if it doesn't, doesn't mean it's it's over. You know, you just got to continue working. It's about five, six pit stops that you can uh, have the crew to adjust the tire pressure. We have uh, tools inside the car. And, um, yeah, and, and, and front, front wing, rear wing, we can adjust. So all of this. It can make the car better. Yeah, it's, it's funny to me because this is how it would seem to me, and I'm curious if, if you feel the same or differently, because you always want to have the, the best car to start. And it's great when you, as you mentioned, you have that rocket ship and, and you know that it's better than anybody else. But it has to be really gratifying if you just grind it through a race and then, you know, compete both as a driver, Elio, and then just make great stops and great decisions as a team to be there at the end. That almost, to me, in a grinder like that, seems more gratifying that it would knowing at the beginning of the race that you just have a great car well only when you finish the results then it's like oh that was fantastic <laughs> but i tell you what when you start the race and the car is not good trust me you're like oh please get me out of here and it's not like that all the time I can't imagine, too. You've been around it so long. I I can't imagine that there's a situation that you you haven't been in or, you know, information you could not pass along to those that that try to fix it along the way. Do you maintain, too, because you're you're awesome to have on the show. You're awesome when we talk in the month of May every single time. Do you maintain the level of excitement for going into the 107th running of the 500 as you did going back when you were a rookie in this race? Of course. I mean, we're talking about the Indy 500. Uh, not many people have the opportunity to be here. So you got to enjoy. you got to work hard, obviously, to achieve your goals. But uh, at the same time, it's um, it's an opportunity that, that not many uh, drivers are uh, able to do it. So, yeah, I'm trying to keep this way, not because I want it, because uh, it's just my nature. And I, and I want the people around me have the same feeling because – I tell you what, when you win, uh, it tastes even better. Does everybody on your race team match your enthusiasm? I, I would think that that would be necessary. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, they, everybody's a, it's pretty 
pretty excited. Uh, you know, mechanics, they work days and this in and out. Uh, they, they have a very hard work, uh, uh, you know, to put this car together. It takes a lot of talent, uh, the engineer side as well, and, uh, and pit crew, you know. I mean, those guys are the fastest in business, so you want to have them, you know, rest, prepare, focus, and energize for sure. So Elio Castroneves, the four-time champion with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. What are some of the likes and dislikes coming off of pole weekend and, you know, getting ready for this race on Sunday? Some of the likes about your car, some of the things you're hoping that you and the engineers come up with make changes for the better, Elio? Interesting. Um, I wish you would have, well, they cut down the time that the way used to be back then. Remember, we used to have whole month. That's why it's the month of May, right? Yeah. Which is which is good too. Don't get me wrong. It's also cool to not have a lot at a time when you have a good car because you don't want to give a chance to, for people to prepare as much. Um, however, that's the way it is. Uh, you just gotta you just gotta keep it going. And uh, but I wish we would go back the same way it used to be in the past. Uh, I think it would be nicer for for everyone, plus the the qualifying. I like the qualifying, what it is, but I think it's, I don't know. I I just, um, maybe uh, now that I'm older, I I like the old style, I guess. Well, you know, and it's funny because I'm older too, even older than you, and I always like the old style. I always (laughs) go with the old style. Does it it make it more difficult to prepare when you have a, a shorter time in which to do so, unlike when when obviously you were first starting and you had basically the entirety of the month of May to get ready? Yeah, you imagine the rookies as well. Uh, it's hard for them uh, to, to be prepared. I mean, there was a lot of pros and, 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 and cons, obviously. And now that the cars are so equal to each other, oh, my God, you really got to try these small details. And in a short period of time, it becomes very difficult. Elio Castro Nevis with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You ever given yourself a, a timetable? You know, obviously you've uh, won it four times. I know it'd be great to to do it a fifth time, but how much longer do you feel that you have getting into a car at the 500? Have you allowed yourself to to give yourself a timetable at all, or are you just going with this year after year, Elio? Yeah, basically, as long as you have fun. I want to, every time I'm here, I, I don't see myself leaving. That's the problem. Um, I, 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 sometimes you ask about the other drivers. I actually ask about, um, um, you know, some of the other ways, ow, and things like that. I say, I don't know. I, I, I just feel that I, I, I don't want to stay away from here. So probably, even if I'm not racing, I'm going to be involved in some kind of ways here, for sure. So uh, team-wise, team-owner-wise, ownership quote, down the road, maybe? I, team owner or like to help the you know be i don't know honestly if i knew then that means the time for me to move on but right now <laughs> i still like they still gonna teach those kids how to drive race car i um elio joins us who gave you the best the most the best the most sound advice when you were a young driver let's say going into your rookie year that is still advice that you use today in terms of getting around and having a, a, a win, having a championship car, a championship run um, at Indianapolis, who, who gave you, provided that best advice? Uh, that's my uh, my hero, mentor, Rick Mears. He, uh, he basically, 
he really, for so many years, we worked together, and uh, so many things that he said, it has actually happened. And uh, he was, um, and again, uh, one of the quotes that he always said is, finish first, first you got to finish. And it's exactly perfect words, fits to this place. Yeah. You become more patient over the years? I mean, we all, I guess, Elio, with age, kind of so. become more patient. Have you become more patient? I guess. I don't distract as much. Sometimes it's like, I got to be one. I got to be P1. And sometimes yeah. like, no, let's make the car right. And I think, uh, yeah, that, you consider that patient. I guess it is. Yeah. I, see, I, I think that'd be difficult for a highly successful driver like you. Uh, that'd be, to me, the most difficult thing. Because you got obviously the talent, you you have the talent, you got a team around you, but it's it's that that patience. Because to me, for a driver, it's always about getting to that spot before anybody else, and to be patient with a bad car, to be patient with what is a struggle at the beginning. It seemed like for somebody like you, that would be be difficult. I, I guess that's something you ultimately have to grow into, isn't it? Yeah, you just um, you just learn. You uh, but I tell you one thing: you always learn in this place. You never, every time you go out there, is always something different and always something to learn. And that's why I, I enjoy the challenge of this uh, amazing track. A couple more things here with Elio. What's the latest thing that you learned? I mean, the most recent thing that you went out there and went, well, you know, I've been out here for how many years now? And I sure as hell didn't know that. What was it? I just I just kissed the wall in qualifying. That was my first time ever. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I definitely was pushing the limit there. And, uh, but, um yeah, no, it, it was a lot different the setups that normally we used to have. Even this the same car. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of like um, very much into the numbers to make sure that we hit that right balance because it's very crucial when you go into the race with a good balance. Elio, you're going to go down in history whenever that is. Um, when you are done as one of the greatest to ever do it here, one of the most popular, certainly, to ever do it here. What does uh, the Indianapolis fan base, the uh, the fans of this race here in Indy, mean to you? Well, I'll tell you one thing. This place is magical. And I, I know it sounds cliche, but it is. And, uh, <laughs> and the fans are magical. They really um, – it's you don't have a fans like this. It's generation of generation of fans. And you can reproduce that. This is 107th uh, uh, edition of the Indy 500. And, yeah, there is a lot of history. And it's not only about the drivers, teams, but it's about the fans, too. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. As far as popularity goes, you will go down in history as one of the most popular. Going for a fifth coming up on Sunday, Meyershank Racing. It is the four-time champion, Elio Castro-Nevis. Kind enough to join us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. I know you got a ton to do today. I appreciate you hopping on, as you always do, before the race. And, hey, let's hope both you and I get to talk uh, for many more 500s to come here. And uh, the best of luck going after number five on Sunday, Elio. Thank you so much, and thanks again for having me on the show. You got it. Elio Castro-Nevis, just one of the best of all time right there on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Podline. I love doing that every year. The Ride with JMV. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Car Day 2023, welcome back, Pagoda Plaza, where we're going to be coming up on Sunday morning, in fact, beginning at 6 a.m. More on that coming up in just a couple of minutes. This has been an outstanding day. Honestly, you look at the weather, and you could not have had you ordered it ahead of time. 
put in a better order for the afternoon we have had here. In fact, the afternoon that now transitions into the evening, and with things still going on, people still mumbling and fumbling and stumbling about right now. It has been a fantastic day, and I've got to thank everybody to come out here. This is one of these special days that I have when I do this show. Honestly, I think about this day every single year, how annually everybody that comes out, we get together, have a hell of a time, and how it makes my year. And it always has. Being out here with you in celebration, whether it's the pyramid or you bring and buy drinks or you hang it out or, you know, talking about what this event, either Carb Day or just the race weekend in general means to you. I think sometimes we get caught up in so much BS in our daily existence that you forget about just how big of a deal it is to be stinking happy. I mean, you're always wanting to be so mad at somebody, so pissed off at somebody, and I'm going to shake my fist and be mad. I'm going to call you out because I'm the truth teller. And I think we forget in all that BS just how important it is to live, man. Seriously, Wooderson had that right back in 1993 in Dazed and Confused. You got to keep living. L-I-V-I-N. And every time I come out here for a carb day to hang with you when we party like this, we crank up the show, we crank up the music, we head out and we see the carb day show, we go over to the Speedway block party afterwards. I always think about that. Living. L-I-V-I-N. And be happy. This is not a preaching performance by any stretch. It's just important, I think, for us to realize that, man, days like this where we can cut loose in a safe way, cut loose in an understanding way, but cut loose nonetheless is incredibly important to our existence. So, yes, Wooderson, L-I-V-I-N, just keep on living. And that's, again, I always get that feeling every time I come out here and hang out with you guys on a carb day. Yeah, I got to thank everybody on the show today. Fantastic. You know, it's one of those things where you never really know what's going to happen. You never really know how somebody's going to stop by, how long somebody's going to hang, the surprise guests you may have. But it is always an absolute blast. And what a carb day this has been. I am going to head over to the block party in Speedway on Main Street coming up in a bit. So hopefully I will see a number of you out there as well. And again, we look forward to the race coming up on Sunday, the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. Remember, that starts with 93 WIBC and 107.5 The Fan with me and Tony Katz. We get underway at 6 a.m. Now, in the past, it's been 5 a.m., but David Wood, our boss, is incredibly smart. He's got the brains real good, the smarts real good. And he said, you know what? Why don't we move that back to 6? So we save a couple of points there. One is you don't get exhausted from 5 until 6 of talking about stuff before anybody gets there. And then we get to bypass Tony Katz soiling himself when the cannon goes off. So it is all good. Six until 11 coming up on Sunday. 
We hope to have Tyrese Halliburton, Pacers guard, on the show, of course, the ceremonial pace car driver for this 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. Hope to get Tyrese Halliburton on the show. And it's funny, when I talked to both Dave Perner of Soul Asylum putting on a great show earlier, or whether it's Brian Adams, which is still going on right now, both have said they're going to stay for the entirety of the weekend. So hopefully we can get both those guys on the show coming up on Sunday morning. But lots of driver interviews we have done over the course of the week. So many driver conversations we're going to have. And of course, all those that are coming in from the IMS Radio Network who do such a fantastic job of calling this race. And I do want to say that as well and give credit to everybody. I don't want to leave anybody out, and hopefully I don't. But obviously, the voice of the IMS Radio Network is that of Mark James, longtime friend, fantastic guy. My really good friend, Jake Query, as well as the track dude, Michael Young, another great friend, another great friend in Kristen Neri. You get Rob Blackman, you get uh, Nick Yeoman, you get Ryan Marine as a part of it, and I'm probably going to miss somebody, and if I do, my apologies. But let me tell you this, you will not find a sporting event anywhere that sounds better and does a better job of painting the picture of that sports event on radio through words than this group. Nobody does it like these folks. And you guys, we are all accustomed to greatness here, and that's, again, what you're going to get from the IMS Radio Network, and that is coming up beginning at 11 o'clock on Sunday. But once again, me and Tony Katz will fire you up coming up around 6 a.m. and have everything you need as you're coming in. we got traffic updates on the 5, so Matt Bear is going to make sure, you know, at at some point you're just kind of hosed if you're stuck in traffic. It's going to be a minute, but Matt Bear is going to keep you updated coming up on Sunday morning with the traffic on the 5s. Meantime, i got a lot of people to thank. A lot of people to thank for coming out here today. A lot of people to thank from the IMS Radio Network, whether it's Speedway President Doug Bowles, Everybody that stops by, friends of the show. But I want to start right here. Obviously, James, the producer, and Graham, when he's been here with James as well, outstanding time. Our engineers, there's nobody better than our engineers. I mean, across the board, we have the best engineers to get us to you in the business around here. So I want to thank them for all that they do as well. But I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for hanging. I want to thank you hopefully for having a very similar interest as do I, not only with racing this weekend, this event, but just in general, hanging out and having a hell of a time because we could not do it without you here. So thank you, listeners, for listening all day, beginning at 7 a.m. with Kevin and Query. You had Scott Agnes and Brendan King from 10 until noon, Jimmy Cook and Brendan King from noon until me and then obviously i took over here and uh, dragged the entire day down but fun nonetheless i want to thank everybody for that all of you out there and here's what's next james has got it ready to go the last word the Goreman, matt taylor and so much more got you covered the latest colts ota news and more coming up at you and that is next the last word i'll talk to you out here early Sunday morning for the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. It's 93.5, 107.5, the fan. Have a fantastic race weekend.